This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 20 years as a New England Patriot. What a ride it's been for Tom Brady. Unbelievable. For the third time in the last four years, the Patriots celebrate winning the Lombardi Trophy. The New England Patriots are the NFL champions. Brady has his fifth. What a comeback. Six titles. Bucks win the Super Bowl. Hallelujah. Enjoy it, folks. You're never, ever going to see it again. Not in our lifetime. What an amazing career, an unbelievable run for Tom Brady. Good morning, everybody. We have breaking news to start Undisputed with today. I'm Jen Hale, alongside the always dapper Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Good morning, guys. How are we feeling? Yeah, you know, you, I mean, you okay. You okay. I mean, you know, you know, you can't skip. Yeah, I'm just here. <laughs> well, good morning to you and good night to Tom Brady, the football player. Uh, what a bombshell just got dropped. Do I need to come give you a hug? No, I'm good. Are you sure? I'm good. I, I, Did you I, call I, Ernest Dow? I saw Ernestine leave her. You called Ernestine to give you a hug. She did. She came and hugged me. Yeah, somebody had to hug me. Nobody else here wants to. You, 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 yeah. you, you guys yeah. leaving. You guys yeah. leaving you. It feels real this time. It does. Yeah. Certainly some weight to this one, right, guys? We're yes. going to get to Tom Brady and his retirement announcement. Let's do that right now this morning. Here's the video post. Check it out. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point. Right away, I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Wow, all right, Shannon. This time, is he really retiring for good? When it seems like there's something going on with February 1st, if I'm not mistaken, I think, I think it was last year. One year ago today. One year ago today. Mm-hmm. Um, Skip, I do think it's for real, just because how the season played out. I think the finality of it, I think last season weighed a lot. Skip, he has started to look gaunt. And I, I don't know if what happened off the field, had that been brewing, um, weighed on his mind. It had to have weighed on his mind. And then the season, not going according to – Tom is already – a football season for Tom Brady has always pretty much gone according to plan. Even if they didn't win the Super Bowl, Skip, That's true. he played well. Yep. I Last year, yep. he didn't play well. They didn't go to the Super Bowl, and he had all the things going on with him off the field. And just listening at his voice and as it start to break, you see the hurt, the pain that, you know what, it's over. This 23-year 23, 23 ride that I've been on, and it's been great. And you're probably never going to see another ride quite like mine ever in your life in the NFL is over. It's come to a stop. And it's tough. 
it's tough to walk away from doing from something to skip that you absolutely love. He absolutely loved everything about the game of football. He loved watching film. He loves meetings. He loved, the, obviously, you love the game. You love to hear the roar of the crowd. He loved being around his teammate in the locker room, on the bus ride, on the planes. And that's over. You're never going to, it's never going to be like that again, Skip. I don't care if you play a thousand rounds of golf. You can play with Michael Jordan. You can play with Tiger Woods. It's not going to be the same what you had in the locker room. That camaraderie ain't yep. coming back. Yep. You can call the guys and talk to them, but it's not. But, Skip, this year weighed on him. And you can tell, Skip, from the opening snap, Skip, he was highly agitated. Yeah, Tom is a fierce competitor. We get that. But the, but the, the, going, the volatility in which he displayed early on, I like Skip, he, he, he's very, very agitated. Things didn't go well right out the gate. Yeah, they look good to open the night. But after that, open the night and then the what? The second to the last game of the season when they played Carolina. But everything in between did not go the way Tom Brady envisioned. And he just come to the realization, it's going to be a bad look for me to start all of a sudden. I need to go to a team that has an, an offensive line like Philly, that can run the ball like Philly, that have skill position like the Dolphins. That ain't what Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the missing ingredient. He didn't need to go somewhere, Skip, and like, well, if everything is perfect, Tom can fit right in. And he's like, you know what? Once he surveyed the landscape, he's like, man, come on. Man, I'm 23 years old. My kids are in school. I promised them last year, and I reneged on that promise. He's like, man, let me get my butt up out of here. Let me find some time. V is starting to do things. She's starting to be, become more active in sports. My sons, man, let me be a part of their life. The thing my marriage ended, nah, it's time for me to be a full-time dad, not a part-time dad. They've supported me throughout my career. Now it's time for me to turn that tape, turn the tables and support them. I know it's hard, Tom. It's very hard. I can hear the crackling as your voice starts to yeah, break when you say the finality yep. of my career is over. But I think this is the right thing to do, Skip. And if you watched him, if you watched him this season, I think most people realize that, yeah, Tom, it's time to hang it up. Mm. Okay, I hear everything you just said. I will say that as opposed to last year, when I pushed back on this day last year, right. I said, I don't get this, and I'm not, I'm not trusting it. This feels permanent to me because of what did and did not happen this year mm -hmm. on the football field and what did happen off the field to Tom in his personal life. Yeah, and it played out so publicly. It did. I'll, I'll start with that, knowing how much he does care about his kids, obviously. Everything changed when he went through his divorce because everybody was trying to assume last year, well, Giselle needs him home because she's always been there and she's always had to do the kids and do all right. the, the home life right. to preside over it. And, and she had made it clear, I need him home with me now mm -hmm. because I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, there's no more two-parent household. Mm -mm. It's over. So I think he's even more compelled than ever to be there for his kids because they need him more than ever because there's not mom and dad at Correct. home. They're, they're going to share. I'm not sure about how right. the custody goes, but they're going to share their children. Well, there's a video online, Skip, yep. that they were at school in Miami, and he was looking at schools. I don't okay. know if they had already enrolled the kids in school or they're looking yep. at the schools, but right. he was there at the, right. at the parent day. All right. And yet I hark back to the long-ago quote from his father who said to the New York Times, 
at some point they're going to have to put a straight jacket on my son and pull him off the football field because he's not going to go quietly. Well, he just went pretty quietly, even though ESPN reported just this past Sunday that at least two teams were very interested in signing Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and there may have been more than the two. So it's not like he didn't have options. You, you said last year, remember you were a little miffed. Well, they, they didn't, the, the league didn't make him retire. They right. didn't finally shut the door and say, nope, right. nobody wants you anymore. Right. They did want him. Somebody wanted him. Two or three or whatever teams wanted him. No, I wanted the league to make it. I want the guys to hit him so hard. That's what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. That's it. I don't want to do this anymore because that's what happens to every other (laughs) human who plays this sport. Especially the quarterback. Okay. But now, as a longtime supporter of his, I don't know him off the field at all. I I don't have any personal connection with him at all. Mm -hmm. But just as a believer in him as a football player. Right. It was starting to to smell wrong, to taste wrong to me that Tom Brady was suddenly going to become, once again, a mercenary quarterback chasing one last ring. Yeah. Am I going to chase it to the Raiders in Las Vegas? Am I going to chase it all the way back to the Bay Area the Bay. where I grew up, to the San Francisco 49ers? Would they have me? Would they, would they stoop to have me, the Shanahans, for one year as a stopgap? as they try to get Brock Purdy healthy again and see what they have in Trey Lance or trade Trey Lance. That was the the runaway conjecture, the speculation was, that looked like, oh, well, he's almost gift-wrapped to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, how, how long are you going to chase? If you're the GOAT, which which I believe it's, it's no doubt runaway GOAT, mm-hmm. then how many times do you chase another ring? Right. How many more places do you go? Because at some point... People are like, oh, here we go again. Right, right. right? Exactly. Okay. But, but Skip, when you say that, let me ask you this. Let's just say for the sake of argument, Tom Brady goes somewhere and he wins another ring. Does that change the way you think of him? So what, he's a bigger GOAT? He's the, 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 he's the, the five, six, seven-time GOAT? He is Tom Brady. Every record, passing record that you can possibly have, every playoff, whatever measure you want to use for a player in a team sport, he has it. Okay. So what could he do I got that it. would change what Skip Bayless I, I, thinks of you. him? It's just who he is, how he's built, what makes him happy. Clearly, if you could have played another 10 years, you would have played another 10 years, but you just couldn't. It happens to every mortal who plays this game. At some point, your body betrays you, yeah. your psyche betrays you, and it just says, I can't do this. Yeah. It's just too hard, Yeah, right? Yes. Special skill, okay. let's skip, you got to run. Yeah. you got to be able to run. I mean, Tom was never reliant on his legs. No. no. So what stuck in my craw was, can he really walk away from 8 and 10? Because that's what they finished yeah. this year, 8 mm-hmm. and 10. Yeah. Can you really walk away from pretty much getting blown off your home field by my Dallas Cowboys, a team that you had owned, a team that you were 7-0 and against. Right. Can you say, that's my swan song game? Can you live with that going forward? Because it's not Brady-esque to right. do that. So that's why I thought, well, maybe he'll say, okay, I need one last to Ross somewhere, but, and I got to right the wrong of 8-10. and 10. But here's the thing, okay, you say, how can he live with 8-10? and 10? What's to say he's not 5-12 and 12 next year? Well, okay, well, he's well, certainly, not okay, well, you, you could make that case. I think he started then, to look at it like that, okay, too. But then I look back on how did he finish in the end? How did he finish? Well, you, you pointed out when all the chips got pushed to the middle of the table in a terrible division, nonetheless, but when the chips got pushed, 
And they had a home game against a very hot Carolina team with a head coach who still should be their head coach and Steve Wilkes because they had rallied back around him and they were on a late season roll on on both sides of the ball, running the football especially and playing top 10 defense over their last six games of the year. Right. What did he do to that top 10 defense? He destroyed it. He threw for 432 yards and he hit Mike Evans with three home run touchdown bombs that flipped the script in that game because they were in trouble losing that. They were down 14 to nothing. Then they were down again, whatever it was in the, the third quarter, yeah. um, fourth, early fourth quarter, they were down 21 to 14. I think this is when you know it's time. Yeah. You said Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls, but you mm-hmm. can't remember a throw in which he made in any mm-hmm. of those Super Bowls. Now you go back, you can remember a game. Tom Brady played all these years. There was never a game that you can remember mm-hmm. in his career where Tom Brady did this, this, and this. This season, you can remember one game. Mm-hmm. That lets you know the greats, you don't remember a particular okay. game because they've been great for so long. Okay. Every game seemed like it was damn near great. Okay, but you said that he played horrible the whole year, but 432 and three touchdowns without an interception is pretty great to yeah, me. In a game for all the division marbles, that, that's something you can hang your helmet on and say, I'll hang on to that going forward. If right? you want to say, okay, 17 games. If I give you get the first game, they won 19-3. If I give you the game they played in Munich, uh, uh, they beat mm-hmm. Seattle, they yep. 26-21. And I give you the la- and I give you the game against Carolina. That's three games okay. in which you said Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady okay. out of 17. Okay, but obviously nothing worked out, as you said. I thought they were going to be really good, and the offensive line never came back together and started to get hurt with both the tackles. Right. So they fell to 24th in pass block win rate. When you're 45 years of age and you're fairly immobile, you're going to have a hard time if you're 24th because his needs to be top five in pass block win yes. rate, and then you're going to have something because he can still throw. There's nothing wrong with his arm. There was no diminished arm talent. You saw what he did against Carolina. You saw the three bombs to Mike Evans. There's right. nothing wrong with the arm, but you have to have another second to yes. throw those kinds yeah, of passes. Yeah, but Skip, I mean, there are not very many offensive lines that can give you an opportunity to hitch and then double hitch mm-hmm. and throw the ball. Normally, when you hitch okay. once, that ball needs to come know, out or you're going to get shot. 24th, you're, you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. Yeah. A, a, a whole lot of – Patrick Mahomes would have a hard time with the 24th yeah. pass block win rate. The receivers as a group this year, there was no Gronk. I thought he was going to come back. He called them. They had discussions, and he decided, no, they, they don't have any salary cap left for me, and I don't want to do this for free as much as I love Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. it for free. So there was no Gronk. You had two rookie tight ends. You had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin coming off of knee reconstruction. They're not speed receivers. No. They're, they're not – Mike can trick you and run by you, mm-hmm. as we saw against Carolina. That's Carolina's fault. But the point is, they fell to a passing, uh, a pro football pass, I'm sorry, sorry, receiver grade of 19th overall right. in, in receiving core grade. Well, it's, it's not good enough. And then the, the run game, what's, we're going to talk about Sean Payton here in a minute going to your Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. but what is his big mantra? We have to improve running the football to protect our quarterback. That's yeah. the quote from him yesterday. Right. Well, Brady's run game protected him zero because it was dead last in the NFL. Okay, so that's not working. And then the defense that had helped carry them to the Super Bowl victory over Patrick Mahomes, going back to it, it was just terribly inconsistent. And I thought it hurt 
that Todd Bowles, who I still consider the best defensive coordinator in football right now, became the head coach. And what happens is it dilutes your ability to to focus just on the defense. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden you're struggling in every area. The defense can't have your back. And it went from bad to worse. But what's the big picture of it? Well, what, what can he – I'm trying to rationalize how he's thinking about this. In the second half against Dallas, he didn't exactly fold his tent and go home because he just kept on flinging. He threw for 255 in the second half right. against my Dallas Cowboys, which they, they were a top-five defense, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you saw what they did at San Francisco against the kid Brock Purdy. They were pretty good. They, there was no 255 yards passing in the second half of right. that game. And then let's see if, if we can. Let's see what happened at the end of this game for Tom Brady because he throws one to Mike Evans at the two-minute warning that would have actually made the game somewhat interesting. This is to Mike Evans. And I thought, boy, it hit him right in the fingertips. Usually Mike catches that ball. Mm-hmm. I, I consider that by his standards a drop. It is a drop. Okay? So if, if he hangs on, that would have given Brady just in the second half alone 306 yards passing against right. Dallas. Uh, you, you can argue empty calories, but yes. like they're they're down and out. But that would have made that would have presented an onside kick possibility for them to miraculously get back in the game. Well, he's had a few miracles that he's made in his mm-hmm. career. Okay, so instead of that being 306 yards, then he he throws. If we'd see the next pass, uh, this is this is going to be his last completion. So this is what you're going to have to hang on to for Tom Brady. This is to Julio Jones, and I kind of love this because Julio's wide open on this play. It went for 12 yards. I, I love it that he completed a pass to one of the great receivers we've ever had in this yeah. game. I think that's a That'd great be a trivia, right? That'll be a trivia question okay, one day. But, but I, I do love it. It went to Julio because he recruited Julio to come help, and Julio couldn't stay healthy all year, right? right? Okay, then let's see the very last pass because now it gets to fourth down. It's fourth and six at the 35. This is a minute and 12 left. And unfortunately, this is the last pass that Tom Brady threw in his career. This is it, and it's just a little high and hard for Julio, and he couldn't get his hands up to snatch it. Right. Okay, so that's – I'm, I'm going to presume at this point that's the last ball Tom Brady ever threw in the National mm-hmm. Football League. You just saw it right yes. there. That's the one you're going to put in the time capsule. Okay, what else does he have to hang on to, to walk away from? Well, he has to know in his heart, okay, I did break my own record this year for yeah. attempts and completions. Yes. Well, it's, it's not great because you went 8-10, and 10, and they're, they're having to just throw the fire out of it because they can't run the ball at all. Mm-hmm. You can say they abandoned the run. Well, they just decided they couldn't run it. So here we go. And, and he, he completes the most balls ever completed in the history of the league. Yes. Trust me. He's clinging to that. Like, okay, I still have that as, as a last sign of respect. I did do that, and so it makes it slightly easier for him to walk away saying, well, I did break the all-time completion record. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on that because Tom Brady was never defined by numbers. Remember when Peyton Manning was putting up the Star Wars numbers, Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls, and everybody yep. said, I'd rather have Super Bowls than the Star Wars numbers. Okay. Now, so we can't, we can't chain move, move the needle for Tom because he didn't win and says, well, he did throw to complete the most passes. He did have the most pass okay, attempts. I, I got it, but I'm just talking about how does he justifying his mind not needing a straight jacket to pull him off the field he made this choice he said okay i I can walk away from what well he trust me he doesn't love the eight and ten right he did have the 432 he had a decent second half against dallas 
and he broke his own record for completion. So he's trying to justify or rationalize in his mind, at least I did that I at think, 45. I think he justifies in his mind, Skip, I can't do this on a consistent yeah. basis. And that's what, and I said, I said, the thing is, as, we, as you start to age as an aging player, Skip, you can sum it up here and there. But it's the consistency. Tom Brady, Skip, we never worried about Tom Brady. We, we could always, we never focused on one game. Well, he did this one game. Tom Brady was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 yep. games of consistency. 300, 350, three touchdowns, four touchdowns. Yep. We, Skip, I mean, the only thing we got to hang our hats on, is if we really look at it, is one game. Yep. The 432, three, four touchdown games against Carolina. That is not how Tom Brady wants to be remembered. That's not how he wants to be measured. But there are not many mortals who can throw for 432 in a game for all the marbles in the division. Trust me, there aren't. There, even playing right now, as young as you want to go, yeah. it's hard to do that oh, yeah, against yeah. that defense. Yeah, yes, but Skip, here's the thing, though. What about all the 199s, the 200s yeah. that he threw for? Okay. Well, again, terrible pass blocking, no run game, average receivers, no Gronk, no AB. It was a long, hard year, and I think it took a, an emotional toll oh, yeah. on him, as did trying to go through a divorce mm -hmm. and, and finalize it during the football season. Yeah. Oh. And I, I, enough is enough. And, again, I don't think there's any way that a team could call him next week or the next week and say, hey, we need you. I, I think it's over and out. I think he just told you that and what he posted. Yeah. I did the big retirement speech last year, so you only get one of those. So I'm not going to do it this time. But it's over. I think last year, Skip, he he like he retired, but he looked at his season. Yeah, I threw for five thousand yards. I led the league in touchdown passes. Why am I walking away again? I think when he looks back now, what is he looking back saying? Okay, why am I continuing to play? Yeah, looking at his play, he evaluates himself. If he's honest with himself, yeah, looking at himself this past season versus a year ago, you yeah. can understand why. Okay, but remember, coming off last year. His peers in this league, all the younger players in this league, all younger than, than he, they voted him the best player, not the best quarterback, the best player in the whole league coming into his final season. Right. Well, you got that to hang on to, yes. right? And that's why I kept arguing last year, I don't see how he's done yet because he's playing at too high of a level because he was coming off a game in which they lost what I'm sure he considered a heart crusher not heartbreaker yeah. at home mm -hmm. to the team that was about to go win Ram. the championship mm -hmm. and you did fall behind but you roared back you scored 24 i'm sorry yeah 24 unanswered points right mm -hmm. to get it to 27 all yes and they blew a defense they blew a, a blitz half of them got blitz half of them didn't get blitz and they let cooper cup the triple crown winning receiver run right down the middle of the field wide open uncovered to catch a little pop fly pass for a walk-off field goal. Yep. Okay, so that's what killed his soul last year, and that's what drove him to say, I'm on retirement. I, I got to come back because I have, what was his line? Unfinished business. Yep. Well, this year it didn't work out for he him didn't to come back finish his business. So I do, I hurt for Tampa because <laughs> he went down there in a pandemic year and turned the Suckineers into the championship right. Buccaneers in his first year. Well, <laughs> It forced you and I to make Tampa Bay Buccaneers games must-see TV yeah. because we, we had no choice. We right. had to watch, what, what's Brady going to do next? Yep. Okay? So for the last three years, have you missed one snap of a Tampa game? No. I doubt it. No. Uh, going forward next year, uh, you might miss some snaps of Tampa Everybody Bay. Everybody's going to miss some snaps. <laughs> I think so because <laughs> I don't know where they're going to turn. Right. 
Are they going to go to Kyle Trask or, or Blaine Gabbard or what? And they, and they got a lot of big ticket uh, oh, high, guys man, that's man, getting they, on up there in age. Man, it just it kind of leaves you high and dry for the moment. Here. Yes. So anyway, I will miss him. I don't know that you will, but I will. And well, we yeah. well we know we're gonna have at least one topic a week. I yeah. mean, a day to talk about him because yeah. good, bad, or indifferent, <laughs> he's gonna do something that we must talk about. Right. Tom Brady. And at some point down the road, obviously, we will welcome into the, him into the Fox family right. in some as yet undetermined role. But yeah. but that's somewhere down the road. Skip, it's like if debate TV had been in effect yeah. with Jordan. Mm-hmm. You, you think there could have been a game that Jordan played that with somebody? We weren't going to talk about him at least once? <laughs> He's Mike. He's Tom. That was it. <laughs> or Brady, however you want to yeah. address it. I mean, he should go by one name. He should be either Tom or Brady. But you know who he is. Yes, we do. Guys, he posted that retirement video less than an hour and a half ago, and it already has over 6 million views. Tom, we wish you the very best. Congratulations on an amazing career. All right, speaking of amazing careers, Shannon, let's talk about your guy, LeBron. He's just getting better as the season progresses. And then, of course, we've got to talk more about Tom Brady, his Mm. retirement, his amazing career. We've got a jam-packed show. We'll be right back. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. This Lakers-Knicks game was insanely entertaining last night. LeBron notching his first triple-double of the season. It was a 129-123 win for the Lakers over the Knicks that went to OT. AD chipped in with 27 points, 9 rebounds, and 2 steals in the victory. Shannon. What's the biggest reason the Lakers won last night? Well, Skip, they were they were able to play well. Uh, what we what we've seen from the Lakers, Skip, is that they have a lead in the fourth quarter, and somehow they 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 lose their concentration. 
The team will get them into overtime. They don't start playing well, and the next thing you know, they end up losing. I think they were 1-4 in in overtime games coming into last night, and they were able to get get off to a great start in the overtime. LeBron get an easy layup. And the next thing you know, they're, they're playing really well. They get into a rhythm. And then LeBron had this great skip pass over the top to Schroeder, who nails the three-point shot in the corner. But I thought they played really well last night. They were really consistent last night. LeBron had to get one more shot in. He said the difference is that the players decided the game and not the official. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Commissioner Silver is going to be too pleased with that. Mm-hmm. That might cost him a little, you know, he might be getting a FedEx envelope pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I, look, LeBron wasn't. He didn't shoot a high percentage, but he did a lot of other little things, rebounding the basketball, assisting the basketball. Yeah, yeah 11 for 25, that's not, that's not great efficiency. We normally see LeBron make at least 50, 55% of his shots. He's shooting about 51% on the season. But I thought overall he did a great job. AD is coming along. He's getting back, in, getting back into his rhythm, gave us 27. I thought uh, – uh, Rui Hachimura did a great job. He did. He's a big body. Yep. He can rebound the basketball. He can knock down shots. He can get to the rim. I thought he played well. Schroeder did a great job. Russ coming in off the bench, doing a great job with eight assists and 17 points. Skip, I thought overall they played really, really well, and they did a great job on Brunson in overtime. Mm-hmm. Man, I look, man. I don't know. I guess you got to be left-handed to play for the Knicks because it seems like they, they've cornered the market on left-handed players. He, uh, Julius Randle, yeah. R.J. Barrett. Yeah. But – he was sensational in the second half of the ball game, yeah. and they did a great job on him in the overtime containing him. But I thought overall this was a total team win because what we've seen from the Celtics, excuse Celtics, the Lakers, skip, they, they play so well. And they, when LeBron hit that three skip, I thought it was over. They got him to 114. I think they were up five or seven points. Yeah. I was like, we got this in the bag. Mm. Man, how the hell are we going overtime? Actually, they had an opportunity to win it. Mm-hmm. Skip, I, look, I don't want to get too sidetracked. Thibodeau, what the hell are you doing? Mm. Why would you let Julius Randle take the last shot and not Jalen Brunson? Jalen Brunson is the guy that – That's neither here nor there. The well, it's, it's here. <laughs> it's here because it's the question of the night. I don't know. I'm glad. Well, yeah. I'm glad he took the ball out of Brunson's hand yep. and put it in Julius Randle's hand. Mm-hmm. AD did a great job, got some late help from LeBron, mm-hmm. and the shot clock and the, uh, the, the game ended before he could really get a shot off. But the Lakers are skipped. The, the Lakers played well. And I was glad to see they didn't let it linger any more than what had already lingered. You know, uh, D. Ham said, you know, kind of had a little hangover against the Brooklyn game. Yep. But clearly it, the, the taste of that, uh, what happened Saturday night, was out of their mouth. I like the way they played. Mm. So you made the point that LeBron did a lot of great little things, mm-hmm. and he did do a, a whole bunch of very nice little things. Yes, plus 22 and plus minus. I expect that's the weirdest plus minus I've ever seen. The, <laughs> the whole Knicks team is minus, and, and the game went to overtime, and I'm like, well, No, we, well, the, the, uh, the, right? the bench players, uh, Hardenstein was plus yeah. 10. They had a couple of plus threes, yeah, but, but that was, was a role. The starters. Play. Yeah, the, the starters, starters were all, yeah. It's yeah. like crazy. Yeah, they're all minus. But, okay. What shocked me about last night was, I told you at the end of yesterday's show, I thought LeBron would do big things because it is Madison Square Garden. It's where the superstars go to superstar. Right. It is where legendary is made. It's where the Knicks fans end up rooting for the opposing superstar (laughs) more than the home team because they've been in such a long drought since, what is it, 1973. Mm -hmm. It shocked me that LeBron got off to a quiet start. 
And it, it shocked me. He, he'd been making his threes here of late. Mm-hmm. And then if I could show you quickly, there's a shot he took at 10.53 left in the first quarter. So it's pretty early in the game. Yeah. He takes a three, and I'm like, LeBron. The air ball, the, he airballed his one. He just airballed it way wide left. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is the guard, man. This is the mecca. This is where legends are made, and it's where he's 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 owned that building more than the Knicks have owned that yeah. building. Seriously, that's his third triple double there. Yeah. Okay. So, and again, he hadn't had any triple doubles this year, and it was it was kind of a quiet triple double because the the twenty eight kind of came through overtime quietly. Mm-hmm. But the point was, he didn't do huge things after he had been on a torrential tear. Right. It's been raining cats and dogs out here in L.A. for weeks on end, (laughs) and it felt like he had been scoring cats and dogs on the court since his birthday on December 30th. You know what, Skip? I was looking at it. I don't like when he takes a game off uh, because he's in such a great rhythm. If you go back and look at the games that he's taken off and then coming back, he doesn't normally normally shoot well that first game out the gate. Maybe maybe, I know know for at least two or three of those games he didn't shoot well at the first game back. Fair point. So at at the end of, of the first half, he doesn't want to have to heave a three because his his percentage yeah, is you been creeping up. Nah, 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 I'm not nah, going to nah, mess nah, with nah, my nah, numbers. Nah. So sure he, you do he hot potatoes it over to Schroeder. He says, I don't want to shoot this. And he, he doesn't excuse that. me if we could see it. It's like, excuse me, I'll just throw it. I'll just throw it over my shoulder and I wouldn't even watch it. I'll just throw it. I'll turn away from it and it banks in. <laughs> That's, that's when I thought, it's their night, yeah. right? It's the Lakers' night. When you can make a shot like that, you barely touch the ball. You hot-potated it yes. up into the air, and it banked in accidentally, right. obviously, and very luckily, but it's like, okay. Skip, that's like the quarterback throwing the Hail Mary. I ain't going to throw the Hail Mary mess up. I can no, beat you. I'm going to throw is, the check down. That is exactly <laughs> right. Okay, so here we go to the end of regulation. And to your point, LeBron did make a three, then he missed a three, and all of a sudden we have a basketball game. And it it astounds me how the Lakers play so many close games because I keep thinking they're better than this. LeBron's playing at, at, a, at a pace and a rate that nobody's ever played at at age 38, and AD is back and, and looking like a top 10-ish kind of a player. Yes. And Russ, obviously, to me, he's running away with sixth man of the year. So all that combined, you would think, they can beat the Knicks. They, they can win this game by 10, 12, 15 points. Nope, nope, they can't. Here we go to the wire again. And If we could see the final possession, we had the same situation we had in Boston because it's a tie game and LeBron's got the ball in his hand, and you know how I feel. Just drive it. But clearly they had already decided, give me a quick pick but a hard roll right. to, to AD, and we can see what happened. It was a sweet little bounce pass. LeBron's still the best passer in basketball, but it put AD in a position to just run over Jalen Brunson, who got there first, and it was a good call, yeah. and, and it's an offensive foul, and it's a wasted possession. Okay, just me. I wanted him to do what he did at Boston. Come, come pick hard for me and stay. Stay with me, and I'm going to go left or right off you, and I'm going to freight train it down the lane, and if I have to, I'll go make one out of two free throws to win this game because right. that was the same – Spot we were in on Saturday night at Boston. Well, I think the thing is, if they respected Troy Brown Jr., Brunson wouldn't have cheated as much as he did. If you got a knockdown shooter, you're not going to cheat that because Brown can skip past it like he did in overtime to Schroeder. Okay, but clearly they had already preordained that that AD, it's almost like a fake pick, and then he just rolls hard to the basket, and I'm going to get you the basketball on the move. You could flip the script on that. LeBron say, you come pick hard for me, and, and if I drive it and they just completely clog and right. cut me off, 
you're going to be standing behind me and you're going to have like an 18-foot jump shot. He can make those right. under pressure. Right. So I thought that was the way you go, and it didn't work. Okay, now we get to your play of the night, which goes to – they have four seconds left at the other end. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson is on his way to scoring 37 points. Yes. He is nine out of nine from the free throw line, so he can make free throws too. Yeah. So now the roles are reversed. All you need is to get him to the free throw line. And what happens? The ball goes to Julius Randle, and LeBron comes off. I think he's guarding Jalen Brunson, yes. I think, but he just leaves him standing over there, right? He's, he, yeah, he's, he's, on, he's got Jalen Brunson, but he goes after Julius. And, and Jalen Brunson just stands back there at the three-point line, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? Jalen Brunson should have never took that ball out. No. You let somebody else – let Harden yeah. stand there. You let somebody right. else take the ball out. But I'm putting the ball in his hand. Okay. Skip, unfortunately, I know they don't want to hear this. Yeah. Brunson is their best player. He's better than Julius Randle. Oh, well, he, he's he, I, I'm sorry. Him. He's the reason they're above 500 instead of below 500. Yeah. And I got to say – your man in Dallas, he's missing him. Oh, yeah. Whew, yeah. You want to talk about a complimentary yeah. player. So I would put off. him, especially the way he took the ball game over in the fourth. Skip, he made shot after shot after shot in the fourth quarter. So he's feeling it. Jalen Brunson's taking that last shot. Okay. Either, and, you, get, either you make it or you get, get, to the, get us to the free throw line, son. Can he get in the lane? Yeah. Yes. Man. Oh. He got a float game package, like almost reminiscent of Kyrie. It, it now, is he, Kyrie-esque. <laughs> it is. No, I, I agree. Okay, so we go to overtime, and now the flashpoint play becomes the Hachimura play, yeah. which is the goaltender, not goaltend play. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's going to make it a three-point game or a five-point game, game, depending on how you rule this when it goes to Secaucus, New Jersey. Okay, so here's the shot by guess who? Jalen Brunson. And this is just me. I think the ball has reached his apex and was starting slightly to come down. Go, go, Hachimura. Yeah. I you see his guys. Get look at that down, down. Get it. No, it starts no, down. No. It comes down at least an inch. Mm-mm. It is in decline Ooh. by an inch. It is coming down. I called it first on Twitter. That is a flat-out no. goaltend. It has stopped, and it's starting to fall, and he goaltends it. And they, they go to the videotape, and it goes to New Jersey, and right? What is it? I, I tell you what I think they said. <laughs> we owe LeBron. We owe LeBron one. Let's give him this one. Let's give him. It's so close that we can call it one way or the other, and nobody's going to really go crazy over this. Let's give the Lakers this call. And so all of a sudden, boom, it is not a goaltend. And we got the ball. And you got the ball. And it was a it was the swing point of that, yeah. that overtime. Yep. All right. So guess who closes the game? In a shock to me, I – I didn't see this coming because half the time, Darvin says, no, Russ, you come sit over here with me. And during his six turnover games, it's like, no, you you come over here with me. Mm -hmm. Well, guess who took over the overtime? If we could see what Russell Westbrook did in overtime in a row, he has three assists and then he makes a shot. That's the first one to LeBron. That was a good pass and a good post up by LeBron. And then there's a nice, nice dish to AD. And then this is the wraparound. This is an even better assist to AD. That looked like a real live true point guard to me. And, he and then, then he, the just, glass. He, he goes glass, which is his shot. That's his shot. He loves it off the glass. He is comfortable. He might hit, hit quarter of the backboard goal sometimes. He, he, he might. He likes that glass. But when he makes those mid ranges, yeah. they're off the glass. Yes. As they said in Die Hard, shoot the glass. Man. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah, remember that. I but do. okay. The point is, the game got closed in large part by, are you kidding me? By Russell Westbrook. Yep. But I will cap off the, the night for you with this. 
Do you know how lucky your Lakers were? Do, do you realize you got your stat sheet there? Yep. Help me out. What did the Knicks do from three in the fourth quarter and in overtime? I, I'll tell you what they did. In the fourth quarter, they went 0 for 5. In the overtime, they went 0 for 4 from from 3. So combined fourth quarter and overtime, they missed all nine three-point shots. In this game, in this league, which as they all say, starting with Doc Rivers, is a make-or-miss league, what's going to happen if you go 0 for 9 from 3? You're going to lose your home game to the Lakers. Lakers went 4 or 7 in fourth quarter and overtime. There you go. Okay, because it's a huge – that's a 12-point swing. Mm -hmm. Help me out. If the Remember there was the one possession where they got four straight offensive rebounds? And it's like, and, and they're lucky. They're, they're just like long rebound right. rebounds. Because the Lakers are and, scrambling. Yeah, they're scrambling. And, and you got to make one of them. Because if you make one, it's a psychological killer for the visiting team. Right. No, you can't cash any one of them. Well, if, if you had made one out of nine threes, it could have made a big difference right. in that game. And you made none. Right. Okay, so that's what happened. You actually were at the right place at the right time against the wrong team, you know, right or wrong team. You said that skip yeah. pass LeBron made yeah. to Schroeder. That was good. That, and Schroeder made a big three, and that kind of set off yeah, the scoring that, in overtime. It did. It that was. Did. Yep. So I congratulate. We're going to talk to LeBron about LeBron, but he vaulted up the assist list all time to fourth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Past Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. past Steve Nash. Yeah. And he did it on a night at Madison Square Garden. So he did it. Kind of off Broadway. Yeah. He, he he didn't do he didn't go down Broadway. Right. He went off right. Broadway with with a big assist game. He didn't have one of those virtuoso no. triple double no. nights. No. A thirty eight no. uh, high percentage. No, I I, thought, I told you yesterday I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd gone double nickels five five. No, no. Okay, well he's capable. Oh, We've yeah, been man. seeing him yeah. lately. Like I I thought he would just be another scoring salvo. Yeah. I did I did think he'd get in the mid thirties yeah. with a with a twelve rebound. Yeah. you know, eight assists. Nine. Yep. Well, they won. That's all you got to do. We're we say, we, we saving it for somebody. Are you? Well, well, you're saving it at four games under 500 right now. We won't okay. be for long, though. Well, you owe Indiana on Thursday night because Indiana got you at home when you were up 17 in we the fourth quarter. We got something for them. Do you? You sure do. You better have something for them. Got something for the Pels. Got something for Jens Pels, too. Well, Jens Pels needs something. Yeah, they do. They do. They, they, <laughs> they're they a the hard tank. time. Yeah, they are. Sorry, Jen. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, been a rough stretch for my Pelicans. <laughs> but Brandon Ingram's getting his rhythm back. We're yep. going to get Zion back. We're going to be fine. The crazy thing about the West, guys, Everybody's bunched together so closely. Yeah. It's going to come down to the wire at the end of the season. All right, speaking of the end, after 23 seasons, guys, Tom Brady announcing his retirement this morning. The 45-year-old quarterback, a 15-time Pro Bowler, seven-time Super Bowl champion. He holds practically every major all-time passing record in the NFL. Shannon, how are you going to remember Tom Brady? <laughs> Like everybody else, <laughs> they had the GOAT quarterback. I mean, 23 seasons, seven Super Bowl, 10 appearances, five Super Bowl MVPs, three league MVPs, damn near 90,000. What record does he doesn't have? Some of these records ain't going to be – I don't believe anybody's breaking that playoff record. I don't believe anybody's throwing for 13,000 playoff yards, Kev. I don't believe anybody's throwing for 88 touchdown passes because I don't believe you're going to be able to play enough games mm. to be able to do that. Yep. So his – I mean, Tom Brady could have – Tom Brady could have – if you t- chop his career up, 23, and do seven-year increments, he's a Hall of Famer. And, and most of those, with, ex- with the exception of the last, you can make a case he's the greatest quarterback if you take his first seven years, his middle seven years, and his last seven years. You can make a case he's the greatest quarterback, even if you chop his career up. But when you do it in totality, who, who are we discussing? 
You've got to combine, you know, Montana and, and Bradshaw and a bunch of other guys' career just to get his. And he's won. So I, I don't – how is anybody going to remember him? You might say, oh, he whined and they cheated all that. I, I don't care about – I don't care about any of that right now. Mm. Right now, I mean, it's hard to say anything, but kudos, exceptional, <laughs> virtuoso. I mean, when you just look at the numbers, you're like, damn, damn, damn. All the wins, 286 wins, including the playoff. Can make nobody, who who gonna get that? How you gonna play out a team when you realize what he did? There was a stretch that they they were winning 12, 13 games every single year. Yeah. And he did that for damn near 20 years. Yeah. And it, man, I, man, we ain't got enough show. We could do what we could do. We could take the whole show and talk about Tom Brady's career, and we still wouldn't do it justice. So you know what? I'm gonna let you take off. That's your guy. Take off with it. How will I remember Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr.? Yeah. You might scoff at this. You might even laugh out loud at this. I'll remember his career as underrated because it was always so underhyped because he was always so unsensational in his performances. Mm-hmm. He walks away, we think permanently, for good without one signature throw in one signature game because it wasn't who he was. It wasn't how he did it. The numbers scream sensation. Oh, yeah. As you say, it's hard to even begin to argue with any of the numbers. But do you know a walk-off throw that he made? Do you you know a play where you say, oh, I remember that one. I do remember he beat Drew Brees up in Foxborough with a walk-off pass at at the end of the game, and, and it's the only one I can vaguely remember. But I'm talking about Big games, big stages, AFC championship games, even NFC championship game. Do I remember a throw in a Super Bowl? I don't. I don't remember one. But I do know he went to 10 Super Bowls and he won seven. And I do know that the first six were won with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter or overtime of all of the first six. Yeah. And I do know that in the first Eli Super Bowl that – even though it was low scoring, he was having a hard time against a really good defensive front. Mm-hmm. I do know that he did what he always does. He went 80 yards in 12 plays, and he hit Randy Moss on third and goal from the six-yard line with a six-yard touchdown pass with about two, just, just a little over two, two minutes, minutes left that put them ahead 14 to 10. And Bill Belichick's defense then allowed Eli Manning, of all quarterbacks, to go (laughs) 75 yards in 13 plays, including the helmet catch, as we know, including one ball that Asante Samuel should have caught that he jumped a little quick on and and came down a little too fast before it got to him. But that that drive ends with a 13-yard touchdown pass from Eli to Plaxico that won the game 17-14 to with 39 seconds left. So I do know that even in that game, he did that. And I do know that even in the Philadelphia loss, what was it, uh, 41-33? I do know that he did score 33 points against a top-five defense, and I do know that in that game, he threw for the all-time playoff record, not the Super Bowl, the all-time playoff record, 505 yards in the loss. Mm -hmm. And if you can explain to me, I'll go to my, my grave wondering why Malcolm Butler got benched for the totality of that game. I don't get it. I, I, again, you needed him. You, you, he played the most snaps on defense for, for the season, yeah. the regular season. So I don't get that. But I also know that, remember, Brady came back 
on Jacksonville in the AFC Championship right. game. They're down 20 to 10 early in the fourth quarter. He's playing with what he said was 12 stitches in the base of his thumb right. on his throwing hand on some kind of weird cut that he suffered, he said, in practice on Wednesday ahead of the Sunday game. Okay. And in the fourth quarter against Saxonville, he throws for 124 and two touchdowns, and they roar back to win the game. And then I'll never forget, maybe my favorite Brady sequence of all time was against young gun Mahomes at his place at Arrowhead. Right. In overtime, they did win the toss. I got it. But he faces three straight third and tens. It's mm-hmm. impossible. And he goes, Edelman, Gronk, Gronk, converts three straight third and tens. As you know, it's the, the odds against it are, are just unfathomable. Right. And he did that to went to drive them down in Burkhead. Again, it, there wasn't like an 80-yard walk-off touchdown. Burkhead ran two yards for the well, touchdown. Maybe, Skip, you have to look at his career like Kareem. Yep. Because Kareem had the sky hook, and you don't remember a particular shot. No. Because all of you, just the sky hook, the sky hook. Because Tom was so great for so long, it's hard to pin. You look at games in which Tom D, like, damn. Man, he did this. You remember the game against uh, uh, in the Super Bowl against Carolina? Or you remember the game in the Super Bowl against this team? Well, you remember the – Maybe it's not so much a throw because Jordan got the walk off. You remember Jordan when he hit the game with Skip when he hit the uh, 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 against Cleveland in Game Five. Elo against Elo. Yeah. You remember? You, Do I? It's it's like emblazoned in my psyche. Magic. The, yeah. the, the, the baby sky hook. Oh, I was there. I was in the front row. <laughs> so you. There's I certain, do. I do. I Tiger, remember. Tiger Woods. You remember oh. that putt on Augusta at 18? Was it 16? I, I, I remember so many Tiger shots. There's signatures everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. Burns didn't have you ever in your life. In your life. Last roll, <laughs> and you can see the Nike logo, yes. right? So. Okay, I can't make it up. It's fairy tale. Brady it's Hollywood. Maybe doesn't have a moment like no. that. But Skip. He has so the movie. It ain't. It ain't a man. You remember that scene in this movie? The movie was so great. The whole entire movie was. Did you see that? Did you see this? Did you see that? When you do the totality of his career, it's a twenty-three year Oscar-worthy performance. Whatever the, yeah. your favorite movie is, the Mal- Maltese Falcon. Maybe you like who? Whatever. Ben Hur, Cleopatra. Now you're going way back, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking about when they, when they yeah. talk about great movies. Okay. Whatever. Skip. It's a movie. That whomever the greatest screenwriter couldn't have wrote this. Yeah, The Godfather. Yeah. Right? Okay. One, two, well, right. whoever. Yeah. Skip, that's 23 years of basically virtuoso performances. And we're going to talk about this. I think we're going to do this, Skip. You know, where do you rank his career all yeah, the time? Right. And everybody. That. Okay, it's hard to argue. You know how much I revere Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yes. I, I had the honor and privilege of getting a cover and getting to know him in Chicago. Right. And I tell you all the time, if I had one one moment, one game, one shot for my life, he's taken it. Yeah. Right? Michael's okay. taken okay. it. But that's one shot. But one game for my life, it's hard to argue against this guy because he he never had a bad one. Like like you can't say, oh, he he just had an off day that day. Right. The second Eli Super Bowl, you can look at the numbers. It it wasn't great. Right. But that's that's his average. He played average in that right. game, but it wasn't terrible. Right. And they they did have a chance, and he threw a ball to Wes Welker down the stretch of that game, and it wasn't a great pass. But I think you think that Welker should have hung on to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his kind of. It wasn't right. his cup of tea. He doesn't run that route very often. Right. But the the point is. He, he never gave you a stinker. We said, well, you got to give him a break. He right. just had one bad game. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't have any bad games in big games that mattered. 
So the, the clutchest overall performer I ever witnessed was Brady. But I don't have a signature. I don't have Michael stealing the ball right. from Carl Malone in the, the corner and dribbling it all the way up the floor and holding the pose in Utah for yeah, the final shot. And this is the difference between basketball and football because you say for one, one shot, you won't Mike. You got to do a game. You can't say one throw. One throw, who you want to be your quarterback. No, no. You want Brady. You want Mahomes. You want Elway. You want Manning. Hey, you want that, Rodgers. That's, that's actually a whole different hey, question. Hey, hey, I mean, exactly. for my money, it would be Roger Staubach because I – One throw. Yeah, just okay. one throw because he was Captain America, man. <laughs> and I watched. And, and Roger – I know a lot of Cowboys. I'm going way back now. But he was my all-time favorite Cowboy quarterback. Heck, all-time favorite Cowboy. Cowboy. And I had the privilege and honor of getting to know him very well. Well, hey, you definitely but, watched all of them from I, Bob Lilly to all of them growing up. Well, and I'm going back to Eddie LeBaron as the first <laughs> Cowboy and Don Meredith. But right. the point is, Roger could stink – for three and three quarters, quarters, right. and 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 at the end of the game, he throw it. He invented the hail, hail mary. mary. So who do I want throwing it? Uh, God seemed to be on Roger's <laughs> side, right? So yeah. I'll take Roger for one throw. Right. But for one game, game. I, I, how can you argue against this guy? And and how can you now undercut what he did for all those twenty years in New England? Okay. In spite of Bill Belichick, right. I think Belichick's getting exposed without yeah. Tom. I've called Tom the greatest leader in the history of sports just because he had to to overcome right. the, the old school Belichick because the locker room wanted to revolt. It right. wanted a mutiny against Belichick, and I think he kept that locker room together. Yeah, Skip, I, I think you, you, you're kind of winning me over with Brady's impact in New England. Um, the reason I think I gave Coach Belichick so much credit because he had to put the entire thing together. He was responsible for offense, defense, special teams, getting the coaches in, in there. But you can have all the great coaches you want. You can have the players. He got the ball. And at some point in time, it's him. All that other stuff you call, you can call. You can call the perfect play, and he can make a mistake. And we don't know it's the perfect play because he made the mistake. But you can call a terrible play, and he can make the perfect throw. And people at home don't realize you call some bull jives, but he bailed you out. And that's what the really good ones can do. The mess that you make, they can clean it up. Yep. They're perfume. They're deodorant. Whatever stinking play you call, yep. they can make it fresh. Mm-hmm. And he, nobody made it fresher than him. And I've told you before, I've had the privilege of working with a lot of expatriates. Yeah. We've had James Harrison on this show, and he had a cup of coffee at the end of his mm-hmm. career. He had a, a moment with yeah. those patriots who went on to play Philly yeah. in the Super Bowl. Right. I'm, I'm just telling you the God's truth from my heart. I've never heard a negative word from any patriot who was inside the locker room about him. Right. That he's a phony or he's two-faced or behind closed doors he's something else. Right. Even James Harrison, and you want to talk about a BS detector, he's got the <laughs> yeah. highest one. Yeah. And he just said, no, no. I went in with my eyes and ears open. Right. And I found him to be exactly who he is on what camera, off camera. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Okay, so... I, you have to give him high marks, but none of these things are sensational. He, no. he could never do what Patrick Mahomes does with the football or Josh Allen does with the right. football. He didn't have that, but he's the greatest quarterback ever because under fire, under the greatest pressure your sport has to offer, he just performed at the highest level. Not spectacularly, right. consistently, supremely. Yes. That's what he did. And and you, you can't – that's how I will yeah. remember him, but, but it's – a, a lot of people underrate him because he's not video game worthy. No. He's not. It, it, 
He's not highlight yeah, showing. Yeah, he can't run like Michael Vick. No. Well, he, don't have, he doesn't have an arm no. like Patrick Mahomes. Well, he started off running the <laughs> ugliest 40-yard dash right. in the history of the combine right. and taking one of the cringiest pictures right. without a shirt on in the history right. of the combine. He ain't abbed up He's like not Cam. That. He He's not he, that. When you look at it, you're like, if somebody were, if you don't, you, if you don't know the game of football, and you just saw Tom Brady walking down the street, or you saw him with a shirt off, you're like, "Ain't no way in hell he play he that plays anything." Correct. That is correct. Yep. Well, he a he a he a soccer dad. He just picking up his kid. Dad. No, that's who he is. He, he uh, always came off as this lame dad next door, right? <laughs> okay. He got the most out of that. Yep. Just goes to show you, you know, looks is not everything. No. Nope. Cause. You look at him. Never judge a book by he's his cover. Oh, no. Yeah, he's, he's a cold <laughs> football killer. Skip, I have to admit, I've been worried about you between the Cowboys and now Tom Brady. Mm. You've had I got him on the road, Najee. Now who your team? Who you, who you got, Najee? <laughs> Worry about me with the Cowboys way more than with Brady. Because I, I got to live with them. They're not going away. They're not retiring. Yeah. Right? Well, you got to get you a new quarterback. I guess it's Joe Burrow. That Aaron Rodgers trade is... Nah, nah, I know. Now nah, you want Aaron Rodgers. Now he want Aaron Rodgers. All right, Rogers. lots of changes down, in the NFL world, guys. Shannon, I got to get your take on how you like the Sean Payton hire for Ooh, your yeah. Broncos. That's coming up next right here I on Undisputed. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Yesterday, the Broncos agreeing to terms with the Saints to make Sean Payton Denver's next head coach. The Broncos would send a first and second rounder to the Saints for Payton and a third round pick. All right, Shannon, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you like this move? Ten. Good. Love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. This is what the Broncos had to do. And it seems to be the history skip of trading coaches for picks has worked out really well. The first that I can, we've documented that I can remember is Mike Holmgren. The Seattle sent two first tech yep. second round picks to Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Mike Holmgren went to the Super Bowl. Yep. John Gruden, two first, two seconds. He won the Super Bowl. Coach Belichick, I think, went for a first, a fourth, and a seventh. You and did. we already know what happened in New England. Do we? So, ooh, I like it. Right now, Skip, that's three for three. Mm -hmm. I like it. And Sean Payton knows what it takes. 
He knows it's all about the team. If you're not a coach, if you're not in the front office, if you're not accounting or payroll, you don't need a damn office in the building. <laughs> mm. And I'm sure Sean Payton's going to do away with that. Everybody gets one parking spot at the stadium. Mm. One. Mm. I love this. Because mm. Sean Payton's going to get it right. He's going to tighten this ship up. He knows what it takes. You need to be able to run the football. And there's an expectation level. All this grandstanding, all this, 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 all that up, that's a going out the window. Yep. I love, ooh, man. Hey, he don't need no advice from me because I already know what Sean Payton going to do. Mm-hmm. He going to clean He gonna clean this thing right on up. Because yep. there's a lot of things that was going on that's not conducive for winning. You have mentioned several. Yeah, I ain't going to say that. But there are several things. When you're an entertainer or a celebrity and you're on a tour, yep. you can do that. But when you're on a team, mm-hmm. your teammates got to believe that you are equal to them. Even though they know you might be a better player, but they got to feel that you're equal. Yep. And you don't, you don't think you're better than they are. Because yep. if, they think, if they think that you think yep. that they're better, you're better than they are, mm. Sean Payton, ooh, hey, look, Skip, they've shelled out a lot over the last year and a half. They gave up all those picks to get Russell, paid him a king's ransom. They did. They paid out a lot of picks to get Sean Payton, paid him a king's ransom. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to reap because they already said, the Walton Penner group said, look, money is not the issue, but we didn't just come here to be a pretty face and say we own this. Yep. We want to win. Yeah, I look out, man, look here. <laughs> I, might be back, I might be back in the preseason. I might, might be going back to preseason games. You might. You might be going to more Bronco games than Lakers games. Yeah. No, I don't know about all that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a 10 because you finally landed a real live head coach. I like Nathaniel Hackett. I met him when he was eight years old. Yeah. I, I love his father, but he was overmatched and in way yeah. over his head. Yeah. He wasn't ready for this. Yeah. He sold him a bill of goods. He, he sold him something they couldn't deliver, Skip. Well, it was Aaron Rodgers yeah, that he sold him. He couldn't yeah. deliver that, though. Yeah, and it didn't work out, and he got stuck, and you got stuck with him. But more important, you really got stuck with your new quarterback or your old new quarterback. And now Russell Wilson is stuck in a good way with Sean Payton because Sean Payton will fix what ails Russell. He might is not it fixable? Love it. Yes, it is. It okay. is fixable. I okay. think he has a lot of good football left. Okay. You know I why? hope so. You know why? Because Sean would not have taken this job if he did not believe that Russ had a whole lot of good football left. Because there's no way he'd say, I, I'm, I'm going to thrust myself into a can't-win situation. 20 mil a year makes okay. people do a lot of things. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> but, but again, as he said in his opening remarks that he made, uh, we, we have to run the football because we need to give him the help that he needs because right. you have to take some pressure off. Yeah, well, Javante's going to need to I come know. back. He's he coming at that knee. Back. Okay, but he is really good, and I oh, don't yeah. know his knee status. I, yeah, yeah, he's. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the first of the year, but you, I, can, I can tell you that Sean is banking on him to come back. Right. And, and be what he can be because right. he can be a top five right. running back because I already saw it from yeah. him. Jerry right. Judy needs to continue he doing does. what he did the last half of the season. Jerry Judy was sensational. Okay. Get Tim Patrick back. He's coming off a knee injury. Cortland Sutton still need, he needs to take that okay. next step, he bro. Will. You the number one. It's time to take that next, next step. Okay, he will. And don't let your Broncos bring Vic Big Fangio fan. back as your defensive coordinator. Ooh. It would be a little awkward because he was your head coach. But, hey, want to talk about match made in heaven? He knows the ropes there. He knows the, the personnel there. Yeah. He coached a lot of the players there. Yep. 
They are loaded on defense. Yeah. They were last year. They performed at a young very high talented. level. Uh, they're just young and talented. Mm -hmm. I love one of your cornerbacks for <laughs> sure because I wanted him. Yeah. But the point is, it's it's it, it's set up to go places quickly. Right. That's why Sean said, "Wait a second, you're going to pay me all this money, and I get to coach this." Yeah. Well, it, it's not a wishing and hoping situation. Right. It's there. Your quarterback's got to be good. Your quarterback got to revert. He has to revert back to what he was in Seattle. Okay. All right. What did he do, Sean, with Drew Brees all yep. those years? Mm -hmm. Are they both kind of undersized quarterbacks? Yeah. Again, Russ can still move a little better little. than Drew could yes. ever move. But, but again, moving is not Russell's forte now. He's going to have to move to create lanes in the pocket, right. and, and he is the master of all that. Yeah. He, he will put him in positions to prevail. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a really good fit because, as you know, you know better than anybody, it's a great football city. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Bronco so, country, hey. That's what Sean said. As great a football city as New Orleans can be, it's this it ain't Bronco it. country. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's right at the top. Dallas is a great football city, but this is right there. I've yeah. been to a lot of games in Denver. There's not much like it. Nope. He's in a great spot with a strong ownership group that is committed, yes. heart, soul, and yes. pocketbook. Yes. To, to doing it yeah. the right way and to winning big. Russ needs to add about 14 touchdowns. He is a career-low 16. That needs to be around 30 and cut the sacks total. He needs to drop about half of those sacks off of there. 27 to 30 skill, okay. you could live with that. 55 yeah. is far too many. Okay. But as a mobile quarterback, mobile quarterbacks get sacked more than people think. Okay. People already thought, man, he mobile. How do he get sacked? But if you go back and look at history, the most mobile quarterbacks get sacked the most. Michael Vick. Uh, Lamar Jackson, yep, uh, Randall Cunningham. Yep, Steve, running into sacks. You, you run okay. yourself. You, right. you dodge something on this side and run yourself in something on the back side. Okay. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to the Bronco. And not congratulations to Kansas City. You are in the Super Bowl, but hey, now I'm looking big picture. This man pictured right there, yeah. is going to do big things quickly in Denver. It's, and and wh why has Patrick Mahomes and company been able to play in five straight home AFC <laughs> Championship games? Five straight they years the division. at Arrowhead. Because they dominated <laughs> the division because Patrick Mahomes in his five years of starting is 27-3 and three against the AFC West. I don't think he's ever lost a role play. I don't three. think he's lost a road division he's game. He's lost three times at home. He lost to Phillip Rivers. He lost, remember that Thursday yeah. night game where he, Rivers threw a last-second pass? He, lo he, lost he lost last year to Derek uh, Carr, and then he lost to Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. Okay? So all of a sudden, I don't think he's going to be going 27-3 and three against this division thanks to him. And you can maybe this move isn't going to have quite the impact, but I'm a big fan of Kellen Moore, and he's going to become a big fan of Justin right. Herbert's very quickly, and they're going to be a big fan of Kellen Moore's in, in Charger country. All of a sudden, look out for the Chargers. You thought they're going to be good yeah. this year? Well, they're they're good because right. they're loaded too. Right. Well, all of a sudden, I'm not sure Kansas City is going to just stomp all yeah. over this division again next year, but right? You, but you still got to look one five in the eye skip. Okay. Your quarterback got to outplay him. Okay, I, I got it. But your quarterback, do you have the capability yeah. of? Yes, you do. But you, but even that being said, you still believe that Mahomes is the best quarterback in that division, okay. followed he, by Herbert, he followed is. by River, followed by uh, Russ, yep. and I, we don't know who's going to be in, in, at the Raiders. Okay. Well, at first. <laughs> when we were first putting our rundown together this morning, I was thinking, wow, what if Brady winds up in, in Las Vegas? No, Brady well, well, okay, but my point is, <laughs> yeah. now we know what, what just occurred, but, but, yeah. but the point is, 
if Brady did say, yeah, I can win with the Raiders because I can re-team with Josh and, and I love the owner and they'll do everything in their power to make it right for me, well, all of a sudden, that would make it slightly tougher on Patrick. Yes. So now they're up in the air. Now I don't know which way they're going to go for right. a quarterback. They haven't given up on Derek Carr yet. You'd think it's over and out, but they have not exercised him out the door yet. I don't see right. how they bring him back. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to come back. Skip, look, the Broncos ain't got no draft pick for the next two years. No. But you know what? To land him for a very late first-round pick, I think that's a steal of a deal because Gruden land, got they You got gave him two first and two yeah. twos. Yeah. Well, basically, you traded Bradley Chubb for okay. John Payton well, because that. that's the pick from the Miami it Dolphins is. that you got. So that's what you did. You traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. Okay. Is he not a as proven a commodity as you Absolutely. can get? Absolutely, yeah. He is a proven commodity. Yeah. You can't find these. These don't grow on trees no. when they're available. Right. And I'm shocked he was available because he just sort of burned out on New Orleans, and then he kind of he came here and did a great job. Yep. But but I'm thinking, are you just going to be a TV guy and and onward nah. and upward like Jimmy? No, no. He still coach got his coach is still in the blood. He's yeah, still, he's got one big stop left in him. Here plus, he goes. Plus, Jimmy probably would have still been coaching. They had they were paying the money that they <laughs> they paying now. Skip paying back then. They wasn't paying money like they're paying no. now. No. They get the coaches now make quarterback money. Well, <laughs> he is. Yeah, Coach yeah. Belichick and, and, and uh, 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 Pete Carroll. Yep. Yeah, those guys making big bucks. I got it. Hey, Sean, let your boy. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Need a little office. I need to be a little office. Maybe rolling, you need a parking place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right, Skip. I might need to get my parking pass yeah. updated. Yeah. <laughs> little gold star. Guys, once this Denver ball got rolling, it went pretty quickly. Sean was in New Orleans early last week. His in-person interview in Denver wasn't until this past Thursday. So, obviously, a lot of things clicking. Both sides wow. really wanting this. Yep. Okay, speaking of quick. How fast do we think D'Amico Ryans can turn things around in Houston, guys? The Texans have a lot of issues to address. Let's unpack that issue when we come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Texans have named 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans as their next head coach. The former linebacker played for the Texans for six seasons. He's calling this new position his, quote, dream job. Well, there's certainly a lot to do and address there. Shannon, what's your reaction to the hire? I'm extremely excited for him. He's going home. He's one of the greatest players in Texans history. He was defensive rookie of the year. Um, and he gets an opportunity to go home where he spent, I think Jen said he played six seasons there, I think from 06 to 11. I think that's what his tenure was. Um, I'm excited, Skip. Um, They got a lot of cap space. They got a lot of draft picks. They just need to get it right. They need need to get the quarterback. They're going to get a really good one. Uh, They're going to get C.J. Stroud. They're going to get Bryce Young or, or Levis. Um, or do they go the defensive route and no. go with Will you, Anderson? You, you, you got to get a quarterback. Got to get a quarterback. Yeah. Got to get a quarterback. And uh, do, you, do the question is, Skip, <clears throat> if we stay at two, can we get the quarterback that we want? Mm-hmm. Or do we have to move up? If I'm in love with C.J. Anderson, 
do I, I mean, excuse me, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. do I move? Mm-hmm. If I'm in love with Stroud, do I move or do I just stand pat? Because <laughs> love, he got him, Skip. Love, he got him. He got him. Love, he got him good, Skip. He got him. Mm-hmm. A little parting <laughs> gift. Yeah. He got him good. Yeah. Uh, Chicago might be willing, okay? Give us, give us those two first rounders. Uh, we'll drop back one spot. Give us two first rounders, a second, third, because they need a lot of help in Chicago. But I love this, Skip. I, I love it. They get an opportunity. Hopefully, he can last longer than all the other coaches. Now, Skip, I want to give them credit. Now, the Texans, Romeo did had the interim job, yeah, and then David Cully, yes. and then Lovey Smith. Lovey, yeah. Hopefully, mm-hmm. D'Amico can last longer than all three of these guys' careers together. Yep. That would be really, really nice. Yep. Not Romeo. Romeo had stopped at Cleveland and Kansas City, but yep. I'm just saying, in Houston. So I, I love this. Just get the right – just get a quarterback. Get the right quarterback. I love that he got six years of security, not no little two, three-year deal and all that other mess. I love this for D'Amico. I, I think the Houston Texans did their due diligence. I think they got a great job. They got a great candidate. I think he's the best fit for this job. You said it first. I thought he had a chance to be in the mix in Denver, and you said, no, he belongs with the Texans. Mm-hmm. It also gives you a little bit more of a honeymoon period to, to really revamp and start over with right. that and rebuild a culture there that needs to be built around D'Amico. And I loved what he said yesterday. This is, as he said, my dream job. But he also said, I've always had a natural ability to lead others. I don't know him, but I sense that from just watching his body language on the sideline. Yes. He led that 49ers defense. They responded yes. to yes. him. I always say about the game that you played, the, the one pet peeve I have in the hiring process is I'm always X-factored when, when a, a coordinator gets elevated to head coach because who I, I don't know because what you just did has virtually nothing to do with the job you're, you're going to have to do. Right. Because the, the head job is it's, it's all about commanding officer, CEO of the whole company. Right. You have to run the whole show. Not and, just one side of yeah, the ball. No, and you have to deal with the media and the owner and the, all the stuff that goes yes. on and all the personal problems that the players might have. You have to address and address and address. You, you have to lead the whole group, the whole show. You have to become the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I just get a feeling, a sense, from watching him in action as the defensive coordinator on the sideline he was born to do this. Right. I get a good feel where in the past I've known so many assistant coaches and I just knew, really? Right. Somebody said he's such a good offensive or defensive coordinator that they're going to elevate him into their head coaching position. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to name names, but I know a whole bunch. And I just knew they can't do that. Mm-hmm. They'll be overwhelmed. They'll be overmatched. How many times have we seen that? Yep. The, the one good thing about hiring a college coach is – when Jerry Jones said, I'm bringing my good friend Jimmy Johnson, even though they weren't great friends, but I'm bringing Jimmy in. Did we not know what Jimmy did on the college level? Yeah. Could you not see right. him in action? But he was a head coach. He, he might have been coach. a lower, level, lower yeah. level, but he was a head he coach. He was a head coach. Jim Harbaugh, when he finally got his shot in San Francisco, did we not know what he had done at yeah. Stanford and at San Diego yeah. and, and down the trail? Right. Yes. yes. Yes, he turned around these programs. Right. So you had a sense, oh, he can be a head coach. Yes. Well, he had played pro football, so you thought he had a shot. You never know for sure. I don't know for a fact on D'Amico, but I just got a good, strong vibe feeling about his ability to command and lead. Right. And that's what he says. It's natural born. Okay, here we go. I love this. And I love it that even though it's the second pick in the draft, 
they're going to get a quarterback. Yes. It, you, you, again, you got to pick the right one, but but I don't. I, I got a strong feeling. I don't think you can lose between Bryce Young and CJ. Right. I just don't. Okay. I, I think both of them are going to be very good. Let's say pretty to very good. Let's right. just be objective about right. it and be fair about right. it. Will Levis, I watched him a good bit. I don't love him. I'll right. be on record right now. We haven't talked about it yet, but I hear, I see reports that, that he, he might even go one, that right. somebody might trade up for Will Levis. Well, I'm good like, luck. good luck with that because I You should have left him with Trubisky. Okay. Okay, not, but it wouldn't be them. They would, no, they would trade saying, out. I'm, I know. I got it. I got it. Deshaun yeah. was sitting right there. He's who sitting had, right who there. Proven. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing, Skip, and you say, well, you get the quarterback. Coach Belichick became a better leader of men once he got once Tom Brady dropped in his lap. <laughs> Nobody was thinking that he was a great leader of men when he was in Cleveland. No, you, you have to have the right guy. And, again, I, I didn't always love C.J. at, at Ohio State right. until the national semifinal, and I sat back and said, that that is big time yes. what he did to that defense because mm-hmm. he put he had him on the ropes for a yep, while. Yeah, did. Okay, and and you, you and I both just love Bryce Young. You want to talk about natural born leader? He's just a little undersized, but he plays about as big and as clutch right. as you can play. And you can't play in a, on a more pressurized situation than Alabama. No, nope. you don't get any more pressure than that. Okay, allow me to go one other direction. Okay. David Tepper did a press conference yesterday. Nope. <laughs> introducing his new head coach, who unfortunately isn't the interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, who should have been instead of Frank Reich, and we both agreed on that. Right. And then this is what David Tepper said. We have probably the most diverse executive team in the NFL right now. We are probably a minority of white men on our executive team right now. That's where it starts. That's America. How do you break the old boys network? How do you break that process? You break the process by trying to get the best people possible in every role you can do, whether it's the new general counsel we hired, who happens to be an African-American woman, whether it happens to be Frank Reich, who is a Caucasian male. Well, time out. Uh, 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 Wait a minute. You just hired a white head coach over the interim black head coach who did nothing but really good stuff for you. He right. took over the whole franchise Correct. to me and turned around the football team right before your very eyes yeah. after you traded away your best player. Correct. Right? Yes. Help me out. I, and now you're trying to sell that you're the most diverse Yeah, that, you, tur- that you turned down the establishment of the good old board network. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I don't see it. I don't either. I know he's trying, and he's trying to spin it in the right direction, and I don't doubt that – that executive-wise, they're heading in a great direction. Right. I, I get that. But it's, it's hard to justify that comment <laughs> when, when you're introducing Frank Reich as your head coach. Exactly. I'm sorry. I just I had to make that point. Good. Okay. Good point. I, and I agree, with, I agree with the point that you made because I'm like, hold on. You hired Frank Reich and you said you're trying to tear down the establishment of the good old boy network? What that? You just hired one of the boys. <laughs> but okay. Okay. But I like, I, but Skip, I love this pick for yeah. the, uh, the, the Houston Texans. But like you said, now get a young quarterback to pair with him. Y'all go together. Here you go. And, and it's not going to happen tomorrow no, or the next no, day. No, 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 but, no. But again, I think, I believe if you're a Texan fan, I think you're going to see upward mobility right. here quickly. Right. You're going to see progress. Right. Right? Because defensively, Skip, they, they, hey. they play some good football defensively. They now did. they just need to get an offense to match yeah. that defense. Yeah. Maybe Lovey would come back as the coordinator, no? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No. I think D'Amico's <laughs> going to call the defense. No, I know. But, but again, 
this is where you you find that but you, you got get but diluted. You got, yeah, but you got to surround yourself got, with other good coaches, Skip. That's what you got to do. Oof. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Okay, but your responsibilities have tripled now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Special teams, you got to hire all the coaches and special teams and offense, defense. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to him and I think to the Texans. Yep. Like it. Mm-hmm. Love it. It has been a meteoric rise, really, for D'Amico Ryan's guys. It wasn't that long ago he was playing. So, to your point about hiring good folks, Shannon, it's going to be more crucial for him than a lot of folks as he gets his footing as a head coach. Yep. All right. Where does Tom Brady rank all-time across all sports? Let's talk about that in view of his retirement. That's coming up next right here on Undisputed. And I won't back down. 20 years as a New England Patriot. What a ride it's been for Tom Brady. Patriots have won unbelievable. For the third time in the last four years, the Patriots celebrate winning the Lombardi Trophy. The New England Patriots are the NFL champions. Brady has his fifth. What a comeback. Six titles. Bucks win the Super Bowl. Hallelujah. Enjoy it, folks. You're never, ever going to see it again. Not in our lifetime. Tom Brady is finally hanging it up after 23 seasons in the NFL. Brady has won seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, three regular season MVPs, 15 Pro Bowl selections, and he holds every major passing record possible. Shannon, where does Tom Brady's career rank all time across all sports? Well, Skip, I can only put it into terms of team sports. It's, it's hard yeah. to, you know, to try to do a tennis or a golf or something like that. So I'm just going to keep it in team sport. Yeah. I think he's had the greatest career in team sports history. Uh, and, Skip, can I just go back to my lifetime? Because, Skip, I don't remember those 50 Yankees where they won 10 championships in 12 years or the 21 or the 30 Yankees. I can't, and, and the Canadians and, and those teams, the Blackhawks, Skip, the Red Wings. Skip, I, so I, Fair enough. I'm just going to yep. go back to what All I can right. remember, what I can tell you about. I think he's had the greatest career as, as far as team sport of any individual because of the finality of this one game. In most times in a series, the the best team 90% of the time will win a series. You're right. In football, the best team doesn't always win. No. The team that plays the best on a given day will normally win. And Tom Brady has played the best on a given day more times than anybody else in team sport history. Think about it. Put it in, in, in terms of team sports. You have seven-game series or five-game series, and then they say there's nothing like a game seven. Well, in football, every playoff game is a game seven. So Tom Brady has played 47, 48 game sevens, and he's won 35 of them. Yep. Let that sink in. Game seven, the finality of it, a, 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 a kick here or a drop there. Skip, you lose one game in a baseball series or a football at a basketball series. Skip, I got game two. I come back, I regroup, look at the tape, see what I did good, see what they did. I can make adjustments. Lose a playoff game, and it's over. And Tom Brady, for him to win the mount that he won, yep. forget just the, yeah, the Super Bowls, the, 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 the that. But in the regular season, mm-hmm. man, how do, you, how do you have 200-plus wins? I don't know if any quarterback. I mean, Mahomes has an outside chance to get to that number, Skip. But the win with the regularity in which you've done and what the NFL has done, they didn't want you to do this Mm-mm. because they implemented a salary cap. And now you can't hoard your best players. Skip, before, they, before you just hoarded it. Look, this is what me and Joe Green, I'm going to pay you $100,000, take it or leave it. You can either play for me or you go sit on your couch. Now, guys uh, in free agency, Skip, they have options. 
You have the draft. So the, the bad teams have an opportunity to get good really quick. And with the salary cap, mm -hmm. it makes it harder for you to keep your best players when their contract's up. Yep. And Tom Brady just won, 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 and won. So for me, if Tom Brady in a team sport, I don't think it's close. Yeah. I appreciate everything you just said and every point you just made. And I love your point about every game is a game seven because you know that better than anybody <laughs> yeah. knows that. How many playoff games did you play in? I played in 18. 18 playoff games. So you played in 18 game sevens yeah. and you won a whole 13. bunch of them. You won 13 out of 18. That's pretty great. But it's not quite 35 out of 48. <laughs> no, hell no. <nah. laughs> You did get to three Super Bowls, and you won all three. Right. But you weren't the quarterback. No. But you contributed. Yes. Okay. So we got lots of apples and oranges and pears going on here. So mm -hmm. first I'm going to deal with your, your point about individual versus team sport. What Serena Williams has done on the tennis court yeah. is hard to argue with on, on all-time greatness. Right. Because she's won 23 Grand Slam singles titles and 14 doubles with her sister, obviously. Right. I think and, you got a mixed double in there, too. Yeah, and she's now 41 years of age, and she goes back and forth about I'm retired and I'm not, but the run she made at the, this past summer's U.S. Open, right. it, it was so sensational that would I be shocked if she went to Wimbledon next year and won it? I would not be right. shocked at all. That's how great she is, and the, the numbers just scream huge because she just dominated the sport the way Tiger Woods has dominated the sport of golf. Right. I can't do it in overall majors because he's – Almost certainly not going to catch Jack yeah. Nicholas and pass him. But, but what do you, but everybody, what do your hey, eyes tell you? Hey, what do your eyes, what's your heart tell <laughs> you? What, what do your senses tell you? What, what does the, the smell test, the eye test tell you? It's just he went through a stretch, certainly from about 99, 2000, 2001. I've never seen anything like it. No. He owned the sport of yes. golf in ways that I thought it was unownable. Yeah. Tiger, I'll give you the feel. I take that, Tiger. That's correct. We just kept doing that. And, <laughs> and half the time you'd be wrong and you'd, you, if, if you took the field, right? right. <sighs> Only because of self-inflicted injuries in many of the cases is, is he not running away with greatest golf forever. Right. Okay, so we, we get all that. But now we look at this man, Brady. He couldn't even outright win the starting job at the University of Michigan. Never outright won it, had to go back and forth. He did get to play the last game that he played there, which was a bowl game against Alabama, right. which I watched start to finish, the Orange Bowl. It's the first time he caught my eye because I actually covered some of his games when I was at the Chicago Tribune when he was in college at Michigan, and he's like a part-time starter. He's, he's alternating, right. right? Right. And yet he did – he put on a show against Alabama in a big comeback win right. in the Orange Bowl, and yet nobody saw it coming except one scout at New England. I don't even think Belichick had even Brady on his radar. No. And after he ran the ugliest-looking 40-yard dash in the history of the Combine and took the cringiest shirtless picture in the history of the Combine, <laughs> he fell into the sixth round. Mm -hmm. Shannon Sharp was a seventh-round pick, so you can relate. Yes. But as a sixth-round pick, that nobody saw coming, he became the GOAT quarterback. He did it playing for a coach who is very hard to deal with and live with. Yeah. A, a coach whose locker room often was at, at, at a boiling point of mutiny against him because he is so old school that, that he, he shames you on the practice field in ways Shannon Sharp would have never been able to put up with it. Tough. 
I, I don't think you could have lived with this. I, I think the thing is what made it easy for Tom is because yep. Tom was born into that situation. He was. It's different, Skip, when you're from somewhere else yep. and you come into that situation because it's like, when you Skip, it's easier to be coached hard and then go somewhere easy as opposed to being coached somewhere easy yep. and then going somewhere hard. Right. So in all those 48 playoff games, all of which I watched very closely, mm-hmm. I never came away thinking, Brady just had a bad day today. Mm-hmm. He never really had a bad – he was up against some really hellacious tough defenses, especially Baltimore's, as you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, and, and the Giants in the first Eli right. Super Bowl especially. But he always played pretty to very, very good. And he was always at his best in fourth quarters and overtime. Right. So he wins his first six Super Bowls with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter or overtime. And, and what he pulled off against Atlanta, I know he had help from Atlanta – but you're down 28-3 to in the Super Bowl, it's just hard to do. Right. What he pulled off in the two AFC championship games that he won, one at Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes, winning the toss in overtime and converting three straight third and tens, it's impossibly great to go down and score. And, and then against Saxonville in the AFC championship game at home in Foxborough, in the cold with 12 stitches in the base of your throwing thumb, mm-hmm that you suffered in some practice field freak accident on the Wednesday before that Sunday championship game. You're down 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and you throw for 124 in two touchdowns. It's impossibly great. And you go to 10 Super Bowls, and you win seven of them, but in a couple that you lost in the first Eli, you go 80 yards in 12 plays, and you hit Randy Moss on third and goal from the six for a touchdown that looked like it put you ahead for good, mm-hmm. 14 to 10. And all you needed was Belichick to stop Eli Manning, and Eli goes 75 yards in 13 plays and hits Plaxico with a 13-yard almost walk-off touchdown pass with 39 seconds left to beat you. And the, the only one of his Super Bowls, well, the, the other one was the Philadelphia one, is 41 to 33. He scores 33 against a top five defense and throws for 505 yards, which is the all time playoff record. Yes. In losing that game. And yet, Belichick's defense gives up 41. Right. So he didn't get much help from Belichick in the first Eli Super Bowl and obviously in the Nick Foles Super Bowl, right. the Philly Special Super mm-hmm. Bowl. And the, the only game that was an off game by Brady's standards is the second Eli, but he hits Wes Welker, who's running free down right. the seam, or up the seam, I should right. say. And it's not a great pass. Yeah, but, he put it on his back shoulder. Yeah. I, I think when looking, if you go back and look at it, I think he's trying to protect him from the safety yep. and not have him take the, the, the face shot and get hit in his back. But he didn't get, his, get an opportunity to open his hips well enough, and he, he, he dropped it. Okay. Wes Welker was not known to run many deep routes right. because everything was option underneath. Right. You know, it, it's all choice routes. Right. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. your choice, yeah. you know, and I'm going to mm-hmm. just go with you yeah. on wavelength here. Right. But it's all bing, 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 and all of a sudden he runs up the seam, and he runs free. Right. And it didn't work. Right. But if you get two hands on the ball, Shannon Sharp would say you probably should catch the football. Right. And if you do – we might be having a different well, conversation. Well, it's ran the clock out. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So th- look at the body of work. It's unmatched. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's almost revolutionary from where you came from the sixth round. Yeah, yeah. There, okay? there is no indication that he would have right. this type of career. You saw nothing in college. Uh, even Skip his first year, he didn't start. 
Even even though he won the first Super Bowl, you're like, bro, you only threw for 140-something yards. I mean, yeah. why would I think that you're going to be – come on, you're going to be the greatest quarterback to ever play? Why would I – what indication? And then the following year, Skip, they were bad. In 2002, they were just bad. Well, you played them. I played them. Yeah, we yeah. played them. Right? Yeah. And you beat them. We beat them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was like – but then they came back and we played they, We played them uh, my last year in Denver. And, Skip, he threw a touchdown pass with like 20 seconds on the clock. And you just watch them. You're like, damn, that's not the same guy from last year. <laughs> Something about him is different. You just did. like, is he gonna be? Is he gonna be really good? And I remember early in my career, I was doing uh, doing satellite, doing series radio, uh, yeah. radio with Bob Papa. And after he won the second Super Bowl, I said, Papa, it's not out of the question. He might win five or six. I'm just throwing it out there because he he won like two in his first three four years. I said, Papa, five or six is not out of the question. Like, but you know, maybe more like he get to Montana. Yeah, seven. Nobody saw seven. Nobody definitely didn't see him going to ten. Okay. So Joe Montana went four for four. Four and oh. Right? Four and oh. Terry Bradshaw went four and oh. Four and oh. That's pretty great. Aikman right? went three and oh. Aikman went three and oh. Aikman. Aikman. I mean, Aikman. I'm sorry. Aikman. Aikman. Yeah, Aikman went three and oh. Exactly. <sighs> Michael Jeffrey Jordan went six and oh in the finals. Right. But th- these are seven gamers right. now. Yeah. And, but he won six MVPs and never got to a game seven because he was just too good. Yes. Okay. But just think about it, Skip, though he lost games in the final. He did. You lose a game in the final in football, it's over. I agree. So as great as Jordan's career was, on on longevity, duration, scope, right, expanse, you, you have to give Brady an edge yeah. over Jordan, right? Yeah. And and again, I give Brady a slight edge over Serena, but it's now we're doing apples to oranges, right. and it's hard because we're doing team sport right. yeah. versus. And yeah. that's what that's what right. you know. You, that's why I, I, I said, look, we got to keep it to a team level because you look yeah. at. These tennis players, what Federer and the dog, Djokovic is doing. Just keep on keeping on, right? Tiger and golf. Because, Skip, I don't have a teammate. I don't need, I I could throw a horrible pass, like that tip pass in the Super Bowl, and Edelman made a great play. Well, Serena, (laughs) she can't get any help. She can't call timeout. Okay, okay, what what, what should I do on this? Do I serve out wide? Do I go up the team? And hey, golf is even worse because (laughs) you want to talk about lonely? It is all you. Because you're not returning serve, so you, you, there's yeah. no dependence on the opponent right. to hit you a ball right. and you react. Right. You, 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 the ball doesn't move until you move right. in golf. It's hard, man. It's, yeah. it's the, it, on clutchness, it is the supreme test to right. me of clutchness is golf. Right. But what Brady did clutch-wise, it's not spectacular clutch, but it's, it's routine clutch. Right. It's just again and again and again and again. I don't have a signature walk-off play for Tom Brady, but I can show you a whole bunch of fourth-quarter comebacks. Right. I mean, you look at Mr. Russell. I mean, yep. 11 and what, 12, 13 years. I'm glad you brought him up. But I just, I, I just, it's just hard for me to take someone over Tom Brady in a team sport. I hear you. Well, his tweet announcing his retirement is getting a ton of views, guys. When we started the show, it had 6 million views in only an hour and a half. It's now up to 9.4 million views. It's probably going to be a 20. Speaking of climbing. Yeah, when it's all said and done. I agree, Shannon. Speaking of climbing, guys, we know LeBron's chasing that scoring title, Mm -hmm. but he's climbing his way up another (laughs) list as well. I saw that, We're going to unpack this one on the other side of this break.
As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to highlight Eddie Robinson. Robinson coached for 57 years at Grambling State University, a historically black college in Louisiana. When he retired in 1997, he had 408 career victories. It was the all-time record, but now ranks number three. Robinson was much more than a football coach, though. He was a mentor and a leader. When he first started coaching at Grambling in 1941, he not only taught offense and defense, but he cut the grass, taped the players' ankles, made sandwiches for them, and even wrote stories for the local newspapers about his team. More importantly, Robinson focused on education, and one of his greatest achievements was that 80% of his players graduated with a bachelor's degree. More than 200 of Robinson's players went on to play professionally in the NFL, the AFL, or the Canadian Football League. Hall of Famers like Willie Davis, Buck Buchanan, and Charlie Joyner, and James Harris, the first black quarterback to start a season opener in the pros. And Doug Williams, the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So when you think of the greatest coaches in college football history, don't forget about Eddie Robinson. He deserves to be on that list right near the top. Well said, Chris, and I know Skip agrees. He's a huge fan of Eddie Robinson's as well. All right, LeBron, he is now just under 100 points away from passing Kareem on that all-time scoring list. But last night, he did pass Mark Jackson and Steve Nash on the all-time assist lists. Now, LeBron is fourth. Shannon, on a scale of 1 to 10, how impressive is this? It's a 10 because there's likelihood. I don't think we've ever had another guy that was close. I think when, when he retired, I think Oscar Robinson was in the top 10 of both categories. Uh, he might have been top five. But I don't think we'll ever see this again. I don't know if Luka's going to play long enough. And, Skip, the way LeBron is playing, he could play another three, four years, and he could set this mark. He, he said last night, I, like they're asking about pressure building right. to pass Kareem. He's like, I'm going to play several more years. Yes. Okay. So, okay. theoretically, yeah. Skip, this could be 43,000, 44,000 yeah. points. Absolutely. And he's okay. already top ten in steals. Okay. So, with it, it's, Skip, Kevin Durant, I heard Kevin Durant say something yesterday. He said, y'all got it backwards. He says, I've never looked at LeBron as a pass-first guy. I looked at LeBron as a scorer that could pass the basketball. Mm. And there have been very few guys that wanted to do it at the level at which he did it. So I'll buy I, that. that yeah. That's a good and so, description. Because I've been on the train. Man, he passed first. He passed first. Man, it's hard to average. Skip, it's hard to average 27 points a game and you pass first. So what Kevin Durant said makes a lot of sense to me. He's a guy that could score the basketball. He's a guy that he's a scorer that could pass the basketball. Skip, it's just unbelievable his ability to put the ball in the clip, in the basket, at the clip that he does, and be unselfish to be able to facilitate for others. And if you look at, I mean, he's scored 38,000 points, and he's contributed another 24,000 points as far off of his assist. Yep. I don't know if we're ever going to see somebody to be able to do what he did at the level at which he did it for the length of time in which he's doing it. Like he said, Skip, I think he's going to play at least another two, at bare minimum two. I can see three. If it's if he went to four, I wouldn't be surprised. But he's going to put these marks out here. Somebody's going to have to play an extremely long time. Yeah. And I don't know if Luka's going to be the guy because Luka's ahead of the curve as far as scoring. Yeah. But is Luka body going to hold up? Does he want to train and put no, his body no. through the rigors for another 20 years? I'm not seeing it yet. <laughs> Maybe he'll see the light at some point. Maybe. He still doesn't look in great shape to me. Even this deep in the season, he doesn't look in great shape. I don't know. 
I, well, I, you, they got too many good, all that brisket and, hey, and real. You are <laughs> what you eat, and that's, that's yeah. the first issue. All right, scale of one to ten. How impressed am I that LeBron has vaulted all the way up to fourth on the all-time assist list? I'm at a seven because I have so much respect for the ability he had from the start to pass the basketball. I, it, it's not shocking to me. I guess it catches you off guard because you lose track of it. Right. And you say, wait a second. Oh, he passed Mark Jackson. Right. He passed Steve Nash. Right. Well, I've said, for, and people say, I hate on LeBron. I said from day one, going back to my days on cold pizza, best passer in basketball, gifted, a generational passer. And I'm telling you, it's a gift from the gods or whatever gods you believe in. It's, a, it's something you're born with, and we don't see it very often at this level. But we saw it with Stockton. We saw it with Jason Kidd, who are up at the top of this list. Yeah. They'll come one in a generation who just was born with this gift. You can see it and feel it and anticipate it before it happens. Yeah, but I think, I think the thing, Skip, that, that, we're, that a lot of people miss is that yeah, if he was just a guy that averaged 15 points a game, if he averaged like Stockton okay, and the other guys. Now, but, now, if we get to how impressive is his combination yes, of talent, yes. it's, it's, uh, it, the 10 doesn't hold <laughs> right. like we got to go to a million. Right. Because the combination of being able to pass it and score it the way he does right. is it's so rare that it's one of one. Right. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Oscar's somewhere up there yes. in that category, but I don't think Oscar could pass the basketball the way LeBron can. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about creative passes. And again, I didn't see that much of Oscar. Right. But I tell you, every night I watch LeBron, he'll make two or three passes where I'll say, that, that's just gift. Right. He, listen, the, the bounce pass he made at the end of regulation to, to AD going down right. the lane yeah. that turned into the offensive right. foul, it, it's it's not simple. No. It's extraordinary to be – it's it's a no-look, basically, and it, it's just a right. little – it's a nuanced pass where he bounces it right between two defenders because right. they're all over it. Right. And the ball threads the needle on one bounce and hits AD right in the hands. Right. It, 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 it's – I'm telling you, it's, it's rare. Right. Okay, so his ability to attack the rim and drive the basketball. It's 6'9", what are we giving him, 260-ish now, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Ambidextrous, born left-handed, plays right-handed. So you got them both going. It, it's unheard of. It's unequaled. It's beyond what Jordan could do because he's just bigger and stronger yeah. and just as explosive as Jordan was yes. to the rim. Okay, so you have that combination of best passer, best driver of the basketball ever, and he's still the best driver of the basketball in the game today because nobody can play bully ball the way he does. Even last night, he'd, he'd make some plays. The Knicks are just overmatched. Right. They'd even Julius Randle actually did a pretty good job on him last night because Julius is a man. Yes. I mean, he, he is yeah, stout. He's a big-body guy, too. He's yeah. a big-body guy, and he banged with LeBron and actually made it somewhat difficult yeah. for him, right? He held him off. He sort of held his own against LeBron. But I'm, I'm just saying that – Am I surprised he has this many assists? No, because the day he stepped on the floor in Sacramento when he was still, was he 18 or 19? 18. 18. Yeah, he was 18 years of age. He was the best passer in the mm-hmm. game right from the start. So to get up to fourth, I, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm pretty impressed by it. Now, can he, can he catch Chris Paul? Chris is still going. No, he's 37. Yep, okay, he's 909 back. Skip, I would say yes if Chris Paul if was done playing. Done, but not, but no. because Chris Paul is going to continue to play also, I don't, think he, I don't think he can get any higher than what he is. I don't think he's okay. going to catch uh, uh, Jay Kidd okay. at 12,000. Jay Kidd, he's, he's now it's 1,754 behind Jason Kidd. Right. 
And now can we just pay a little homage to John Stockton? Because I don't know how he did this, but he averaged 11 assists a game for his entire career. Right. It's hard to do. Oh, yeah. So you are now, Mr. James, you are 5,469 assists behind John but Stockton. He, they ask him, well, you, what about John? He's like, no. Nah, no. I'm good with that. Well, well I mean, I, you'd have to play 10 more years. Yeah. Well, the, the best thing to happen, Magic was going to have 20,000 yeah, assists right. had he not in his career, in, his career right. ended with it. Right. Okay. But, so, uh, so think about this. John Stockton played 19 years right. and averaged 11 a game. Yeah. LeBron is in year 20, and he's averaged seven a game, which is sensational, sensational. but it's not – it's, it's no. hard to match up with that. Right. And John Stockton barely said to miss games. John Stockton got a lot of 82-game seasons on his belt, too, skill. Okay, he, he does. But look at the, the minutes LeBron has played. This is just regular season right. minutes so far. LeBron right now is at – I know these numbers are mind-boggling, but he's 53,235 minutes through last night's right. game. Well, Stockton – only played 47,209 minutes. Right. So you, you can see that it's, it's a – LeBron has already played about 6,000 minutes more than John Stockton right. played in his 19 right. years. Right. And, and yet Stockton piled up that many assists. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously he was not scoring at LeBron's clip. He right. could score. He could do – Well, know. I mean, seven of those assists a game with the mailman. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, they did. <laughs> on the and, bigger and on roles. The, on, yeah. Or on the break. Yeah. Where he's running the break, like <laughs> yeah. filling the lane, yes. right? yes. Okay, so, yeah, it's, it's highly impressive, but there's some longevity going on yeah. here where you have figured out, just the way Brady kind of figured out how to beat the system to make it to 45. Right. Well, you, you, you're not just beating the system. You are stomping on the system because at 38, you're playing like you're 28. Yeah, but Because I, you know how to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. But I think the difference is between a basketball player, Skip, there's not a rule that says you can't file a 38-year-old as hard as you file a 28-year-old. No, there have been no rules that's been in place other than the hand check, but that's applicable to all players. It it's is. not like the quarterback where you can't drop your body weight on the quarterback. You can't hit the quarterback in the knee. You yep. can't hit the quarterback in the head. Okay. Well, they've implemented rules that protect the quarterback, so we're going to see quarterbacks play longer. Okay. There's no rule that's been implemented that says a basketball player is going to play longer other than great yep. genetics, him taking care of himself, right. and a little God blade being little, that That is correct. you, you got to have that. So if LeBron finishes fourth all-time in assists and first all-time in points, that is pretty great. I got to give he's it gonna up. Be, he's going to be 43, 44,000 points yep. when it's all said. Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be impassable. And it, and it might be it. Kareem has held a record 30, in 1984 since Kareem broke the record. It might be longer than 38 years before we see somebody break LeBron's record once he gets it. Yeah. And he's nowhere close to stopping. No. No. <laughs> no. He wants to play with Bronny, and if that happens, that can give him even more new life, right? Ooh. It'll be fun to watch, gentlemen. All right, so Tom Brady's retirement. Let's get back to that. How do you think it's going to impact the quarterback market during the offseason now? What's mm, the ripple effect? Mm. Skip and Shannon dive into that when we come back. executive says Tom Brady going to the Niners, yep, was a real possibility before the quarterback announced his retirement this morning. Others linked Brady and Josh McDaniels in Vegas, and another report mentioned two unnamed teams being interested in Brady. Shannon, where does this leave those teams now, the ones who really could have used Brady? Going on without him. Um, Skip, I don't think everybody just, you can, he's only one player. 
So if there are four or five teams, all of you are not going to get him. So you have to have a backup plan, a contingency plan, Skip, just in case you don't get him. And I'm sure that they, 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 I don't think everybody's like, well, there's a 90% or a 85% chance that I'm going to get him. You, whatever the percentages were that you thought you might get him, you looked at that and said, okay, there's a, there's a greater chance we don't get him than there's a chance that we do get him. Yep. So you have to make plans accordingly, Skip. But you, you can say, okay, if you get him, everybody was always under the notion we get Tom Brady and it's going to work out. But what happens if you get Tom and it doesn't work out? And that's what you have to factor in because we can't pretend like last year didn't happen. We can't pretend like, okay, he had a down year last year and he was going to be able to bounce back the following year, the, the, the next year, because that's what we did last, the year before last. He had that great season. We automatically assume he's going to have another great season. It doesn't work like that. You have to start all over again, Skip. 21 and 22 was starkly different. And Tom Brady across the board. Now, we can say, yeah, his, his offensive line maybe wasn't as great, but he was still able to throw the ball Broke or break his completion record. Mm -hmm. He was able to throw the ball more than what he threw it the previous year, which was an NFL record. So with that being said, Skip, I think these teams go on with business as usual, saying that there was a low percentage chance that we were going to get Tom anyway. So if there's a low percentage chance that we're going to get him, Skip, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket and I trip on the way to the market and lose all my profit. I'm like, okay, here's a 10% chance we get Tom, but there's 90% chance that we don't. So we need to have a lot of contingency plans just in case this thing doesn't happen. So I think the team that, I mean, what, the Raiders? But are the Raiders a quarterback away, Skip? I mean, looking at their defense, do we think they're a quarterback? That, that's away? a good question. <laughs> I, I'll buy that. But they, they have weapons. Oh, yeah. I, Devontae and Waller and Renfro to get, the, uh, uh, I think, one of the Williams kids come yep. back. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they have offensive weapons. Yep. But that offensive line, they ain't like they got feeling that the Eagles offensive line. They don't. All they had was Josh McDaniels, who obviously called plays Correct. for Tom and had a connection with Tom. Yes. So you, you had all that working for you. Is the defense a, a top-level playoff defense? No. No. I thought okay. they would be better, Skip, considering the, the, the low sack total they had yep. with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Skip, I, I thought, I thought so it would too. be – I thought they would re – Crosby was Crosby, but Chandler Jones had a down year. Okay. So we will go to our graves disagreeing on the why of Brady's season last year because I think he was a product of what wasn't around him. And I believe if you put Patrick Mahomes in Tampa last year, he would have had a hard time with what wasn't around him with the lack of supporting cast. But the point is, all of a sudden – with Brock Purdy's injury, and he's still unsure whether he's going to have surgery or not, I think I know the supported the San Francisco team doctor saying you have to because it's Tommy John surgery. Right. It's it's your elbow. It's right. the ulnar collateral ligament. Yeah. Okay. So the point is, he's not going one way or the other. He's not going to be ready for the, the opening of, of camp. Okay, or the start of the season. Trey Lance, coming off a second ankle surgery, says he will be ready for OTAs and certainly for the start of camp. Okay. Well, all of a sudden, their whole script got flipped on its head because it looked like Brock Purdy was on his way to the Super Bowl. And it felt like if they go win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, then Trey Lance is completely expendable, <laughs> and I remain a big fan of Trey Lance. Right. I can't really defend or support what he's done so far in pro football because it hasn't been great, and he's gotten hurt three different times. Right. And as you always say, the greatest ability is availability, yeah. and he has not been available enough. And that durability. Or durability. <laughs> and and does, is, is that an omen going forward? Right. Is he just going to stay hurt right. the rest of his career? Well, if he does, he's not going to have much of a career. Nope. So all of a sudden, it looked like Brady, who had, again, people have told me, 
He tried twice to go back to San Francisco. Again, he grew up there in San Mateo. Big fan of Joe Montana and the the Candlestick Park 49ers who played, you know, obviously Candlestick. And he badly wanted to go there when he left New England, going all the way back pre-Tampa. And then this past, uh, you know, a year ago when he unretired, he was kicking the tires out there saying, do you guys want me to come out for a year or two to finish? Mm -hmm. Because it would be a storybook way, a fairy tale way to finish Tom's career. Correct. Well, all of a sudden, the door opened for a stopgap one year of Tom Brady. Do you want to go out there with the Shanahan's? I told you from the start, I don't think they wanted Tom because it's hard to it's hard to live with Tom because he's going to recreate your offense in in his, his image, image, right? He's going to do it his way because that's the only way he knows. Yes. And the Shanahan's have a way they do business, right. as you you lived in their business. Mm-hmm. They run the football. Yep. They do things a little differently. They would have to tailor, retailer their offense for Tom. Right. Well, it made sense. Maybe it's it's like they were thrust into a position of okay, let's try it for a year because if you get a decent year out of Tom, you might have a shot to go places right. because you got all the other ingredients, yes. right? Yes. Well, all of a sudden, there's no Tom. And I believe he is officially, completely done, permanently done. So you don't believe in 40 days? No, I don't. I, not this time. Last Close year, I did. Last year, I was pushing back. What about June, year. July? No, no way. And it's going to be hard on him because you know how hard it was on you <laughs> and everybody else who goes through it, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So all of a sudden, San Francisco stuck with, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Well, were you going to trade Trey Lance if Tom Brady came in for a year? Because that was the rampant speculation. I don't believe you could do that, Skip, for the simple fact that let's just say for the sake of argument, Max, you get Tom for two years. That's Max. That's uh, if everything goes hunky-dory. That would be Max. I would agree. All right? So the point is, I do remain a fan of Trey Lance. I, I hope he gets his shot, and I hope he seizes the day because the heavens open for him, yes. unfortunately, because Brock Purdy got hurt. Right. Because if Brock Purdy goes on and wins the Super Bowl, he would Trey have Lance not starting. Eight, nine, that would be 9-0 and oh as a starter. Uh, I, th- I think you're in trouble, young man. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like the same thing happened to Drew Bledsoe. I mean, <laughs> Bledsoe, Skip. I did, he did. started. He didn't lose. No. He went on and won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, we got no place for you here. Okay. And so he got traded to a division rival, and then he kind of he wound up in Dallas. And right. And it, it wasn't much of an end of a career. Okay. We get that. But, but here, with Trey Lance, he, he actually gets a reprieve because I think he's going to have a chance to re-seize the right. job. Re-earn his job. Yep. And, I, I, again, I believe in him enough. If he can stay healthy, he will. Well, Kyle Shanahan is a master with those quarterbacks, yeah. guys. I'm sure he'll do a lot with whomever ends up being under center. All right, Sean Payton, gentlemen, was his is his arrival in the AFC West going to dethrone Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? <laughs> uh, it's a good question. Skip and Shannon dig in when we come back. The Broncos have agreed on a deal with the Saints to make Sean Payton their next head coach. Peyton looking to turn around a Denver team that finished last in the AFC West this past season. They're chasing the Chiefs, who have won the division the last seven seasons. Shannon, how quickly can you see Sean Payton and the Broncos winning the West? Well, I don't see it happening next year, Skip. Um, they're going to have to go somewhere. I mean, I like Sean Payton because I think, you know, he's, he's a very good coach. 
Uh, Andy Reid, I still believe, is the best coach in that division. I still believe they have the best quarterback. Now, Russell is the third best quarterback in the division. I don't think anybody's saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert. So it's going to take some time, Skip. Now, they had like 30 guys placed on IR. Now, they get the lion's share of those guys back because you're going to have to go out through free agency. And, and, and get some guys to come in. Because you really don't have a whole lot of draft capital over the next two years, Gil. Mm-hmm. You've traded that away for Russ. You've traded a lot of that away for Sean Payton. Yep. I like what you got back for Sean Payton because Sean Payton, I believe, will be worth the draft capital that you gave up to get him. Yes, he will. But I don't believe it happens immediately. It's going to take some time. They might be at least at the bare minimum two years away before I can say they can really challenge the, uh, the Chiefs in this division. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a guy named Peyton who turned the Broncos around yeah. post Tim Tebow, yeah. right? And that now was we Manning. Got, that's a Peyton Manning, and that's P-E-Y Peyton, yeah. right? And this is P-A-Y, right. last name Peyton, Sean. I believe this Peyton will soon do what that Peyton did for you. And it took how long for that? Well, he stepped right in the door. It took, yeah. They won, yeah, they won the division. That's, that's Next right. year, they went to the Super Bowl. Right. And, <laughs> and he should have been the MVP his first year, yeah. but he was the second yeah. year. Adrian Peterson won. And, and again, there was some sympathy there because he had bounced back right. from his knee injury. You're correct. Okay. I just think this whole division is officially on notice because you have a very strong ownership group at the top, and it, the buck starts there. It doesn't st- uh, stop there. It starts there, and they've got the bucks to spend, yes. right? And I think they're strong, solid people at the top. You have been around them, mm-hmm. and, and I believe – again, kooky, wacky ownership can undo all this, right. but I don't think you're going to have that. It, no. it feels solid yes. to me, right? Yes. This guy can really coach because I've seen it for a long, long time. It is established. He is bona fide. He is authentic. And he, he would not have picked this situation unless it were a, a premier situation. Yes. And he believes he can go places with Russell Wilson because Russell has gone places before. But you remember, Skip, when he said on, on, on air here, he said yep. the most important thing is ownership and the quarterback. And I'm not so sure ownership is not the first. It's the most important, which is the front office. Okay. So he has that. He has the backing. They've given him, okay, pretty sure that they've given him a lot of control. Damn near total control. I, I would guess total control. And so, Skip, when you yes. look at Skip, the Broncos at the time of their checkout, they had still had 22 players on injured reserve. Okay, you get a Garrett Bowles back. You get a Randy Gregory that you didn't get a whole lot from this year. You get Javante Williams, Cushion Berry, uh, Draymond Jones, KJ yep. Hamler. If you, Tim Patrick, if you could get some of these guys back and play at the level that you believe they're capable of playing at, you might be into something. But Kansas City, Skip, they, 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 still, they still got that quarterback. They still got that tight end. Okay. I got it. But they don't have a defense like the one when healthy Denver has. Okay. They don't have it. Right. And don't let Vic Fangio go back there to coach that defense because he's about as good as there is. And there's a lot of runaway speculation that he's opted out of the Miami situation, maybe for this situation. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, that would be a one-two punch that would be hard to beat. That could turn this team around next year into a contender right. for this title. But uh, I also heard that 49ers might be in the running for Fangio. He, 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 he was there. Look, when you're in this high demand, Skip, it's going to come down to dollars and cents. Now, we know the Broncos ownership have the most, but they got the most dollars. And it makes the most sense for Fangio to go back to Denver. <laughs> okay. It's, and it's not saying like, you know, the uh, Ross doesn't have money down. No. But, Skip, you talk, you talk about 60 and 70 billion. No, this is serious money. <laughs> this is beyond Jerry Jones yeah, money, like yeah, way beyond yeah, Jerry yeah, Jones. Yeah. I, I just think they're poised, they're primed for a quick turnaround. Okay. I, I will not at all be shocked if they dethrone 
Andy and Patrick could they, next could year. Could they, could they make the playoffs? That's a possibility. Now, I'm not scared. I mean, to win the division, you're probably going to have to win 12, 13 games. I don't know if you win, if you go win as few games as they won this year and turn it around. Because we saw, it, what, the, what was the turnaround in, in Jacksonville? They won three games last year, mm-hmm. and then they turn around and go, what, they won the division, but that was a six-game improvement. It was. You think about what you're asking, and Skip, you, that's a, like a, a 10, almost a 10-game improvement. Okay. And don't count out Kellen Moore with Justin Herbert. Right. Don't count him out. But my homeboy. Well, I, I know, but it's now it's, it's going to be a battle. You think it's going to be a battle yes, now? Yes, sir. Okay. I hope it, I hope it is. Yeah. I'm so tired you, of finishing in the cellar. split emotions I'm, there I'm tired on. of finishing yeah. in the cellar. Yeah. I, I'm not used to We're not Bronco yeah. country. We're not used to that. No. I'm curious how torn you're going to be, Shannon. I don't be torn at all. And how much you love Patrick Mahomes. I love Patrick Mahomes, but not more than I love the blue and orange. There you go. All right. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) More on Tom Brady's retirement, what it means, coming up right after this break. All right, and we are going to wrap up the show with the same topic, the one we started with, TB12, announcing his retirement after 23 seasons. Shannon, your final thoughts on Tom Brady. Well, he deserved it. He deserved to go out on his own terms, deserved to not have the announcement leaked, uh, make it for himself on the platform that he chose, which is his own social media platform. Yep. Very, very great, historic, whatever you want to, whatever adjective you can use to describe great, Tom Brady is that, and a man of career unlike any other career. Mm. My final thought, my final takeaway is I'm actually relieved for Brady at this moment because he did go out on his own terms, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to see him be viewed as a mercenary quarterback chasing one last ring, going somewhere as a stopgap for one or two more years. Mm -hmm. It just felt like it was time for him to say goodbye. All good things must come to to an an end, end and this was the greatest thing. Yes. And it was also going to come to an end. I know he's probably wrestling with it, Skip. Eventually he'll he'll be, be at peace with that decision, although he doesn't see it right now because he's been doing this for such a long time, and all of a sudden it stops. The finality of it that... I'm never going to throw another pass again. I'm never going to be in meetings. I'm not going to be able to be in the locker room with a plane. It's hard. It's hard. The 14 years, he did another extra nine years. Imagine all the people that he's encountered. Guys, I love your perspective and thoughts on this retirement. It was an awesome show today. 